The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief is a Dungeons & Dragons show by Rollcast and is intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome back to another installment of The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief. I am your DM, Tom, and joining me, as per usual, are uh, insightful group of heroes consisting of a small little gnomish wizard, Deeks. Yeah. Played, of course, by JB. Our. That's yes, that's, that's the man who just said that's me. Um, our cleric, our virtuous cleric, Gregor, played, of course, by Coogan. The one who's just done the peace sign. And our human symbiotic kind of thing, Ezidor, played by Gaz. Not the dog, the person. Just to point out. <laughs> so, yes, is that the entity? You know what? If Buddy is the entity, That's I'm going to... the thing that comes out. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna imagine whenever, whenever That's Jack Jax, comes out now. Yeah, yeah, whenever, whenever Jack comes out, I'm just gonna imagine Buddy now. <laughs> That's not a good look. It's <laughs> becoming more and more like Jack's every day. Get your fucking finger off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Before we start. As uh, we are starting to get into the swing of stuff with this now, I have a nice little question for your characters. This one might feel more like an interview question, but there'll be a reason behind it eventually, one day probably. So, let's start with Gregor. Yes. Where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? Ooh. That is a very, very good question. I've got to say, I mean, flipping heck, I couldn't think of it myself. Um, well, I definitely want to get my revenge on the the blizzard of corpses, but I've not got around to doing that yet because of all this uh, Merkel stuff. But hopefully, once I get that solved, and um, maybe re- maybe retire somewhere, maybe grow some crops. Uh, have a dragonborn wife. Have a couple of little runts running around. Yeah, have a peaceful life, I think. I think I deserve that at this point. I mean, that's fair enough, but correct me if I'm wrong, we've not really seen too many dragonborns around, other than yourself, of course. That's a good point. Except for, Maybe, except for no, that one night in no, the bar. No, <laughs> she was a broom. That was a broom. <laughs> not a real dragonborn. She was maybe... real to me! <laughs> <laughs> maybe that can be your next quest if you maybe. save the world maybe Thanks. We'll how about you where do yeah. you say where do you see yourself in 10 years i wouldn't necessarily say it's see himself anywhere i think he wants to uh more like explore the continent make sure he's exploring most of the continent um he will most likely sort of stay as a librarian if you if you remember that he's he's come onto this quest but he is on holiday essentially so he is due to go back to the thing he enjoys doing the most so right at this current moment 
in 10 years' time, he'll still see himself at the host town being a librarian. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, to be fair, it is an awfully nice Hearst Tower. Be a shame it if is, anything yeah. were to happen to it. Ezador. Well, you best not write that into this world then, have you? <laughs> Ezador. Where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? Oh. Well, hopefully not in a cage. Um. I wouldn't know. To be honest, I'm just a... I'm sort of an adventurer that just goes where he goes and he finds where he is at that time. <laughs> so That's fair, so still adventuring. Not, not very big plans. I suppose it depends what I find out about the certain riddles I am trying to discover on my journey. If I find a place that would be of home to me, then yes, I could see myself settling. But if that's not for me, that's fine. I have a feeling, though, I may well be thinking more than 10 years. I'm not sure how to respond to that. Because, yeah, you've had a bit of a long life, but I'm fairly sure we'll get into that at some point or another. 10 years is like a week for a soul such as myself. And with that mystery, welcome to Rollcast. So guys, the last time that we saw you all, it was the beginning of the Founding Festival, a long last an event everyone had obviously been looking forward to. Unfortunately for Deeks and Gregor, um, due to the incident that had, had happened the previous day with the explosion in the entrance of Salt Harbour, you found yourselves as fugitives, wanted men. If the guards saw you, they would arrest you, and Gregor, for you, that's especially bad, considering, you know, what happened with the arena. And the smuggling. And the smuggling. (laughs) It just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, so you obviously needed to avoid the guards. Ezidor, in a a fit of brilliance, really, um, came up with a disguise idea. So uh, he kind of cobbled some bits and bobs together. Deeks, you sat on Gregor's shoulders, and the two of you became one entity. Uh, Deeks, you christened Rooster. Now, fully disguised... You realise quite soon that you would have to kind of keep up this act for quite some time. Um, Gregor, you would have the physicality to maintain. And Deeks, you would have the personality, the persona, really, to convince people that you may be this small little gnomish face, but you've got this big old body. It's definitely not a gnome and a dragonborn shoved on top of each other. That's that's (laughs) your main role. Before you left for the day, though, um, Arja Clarara, who you had asked as a favour to talk to his guards and see if there were any suspicious activities, approached you all and informed you that his guards had been looking through the ledger book, the ins and outs of Salt Harbour, as it were, and they found some anomalies. There were six names, or six titles, essentially, that kept popping up time after time in the ledger book, signed by a guard named A. Menkin. However, as far as Arja or the guards under his payroll were concerned, that name didn't exist, which obviously quite suspicious. He let you know that the names were as follows. The Death Walker, the Acolyte, the Shopkeeper, the Scientist, the Quartermaster, and the Leader. Now, it was their suspicions 
that these six people were high-ranking members of the Court of Merkel. And again, he, he reminded you that your task was to either kill them or just convince them to, you know, leave the cult. Essentially make it so that whatever nefarious plot they've got planned with the um, new mine crystals and whatnot is stopped. If you did this, then Sailor would be in your debt. Gregor, you would no longer be technically property of Halfwood. You'd have a powerful ally, essentially. With that, you all set off into town. Rooster, you had a little bit of trouble at times, uh, <laughs> making sure that people didn't realise that you were, you know, a gnome and a dragonborn. But nonetheless, you managed to get to the Baneful Squid after Deeks, you pretty much told Gregor to stop talking because... Certain sensations, we'll say. Once at the Baneful Squid, Crumb was finally informed of the news of the death of Ragnarok, of Ivok, and of course of Bimit. Um, Gregor, you and Crumb took a little bit of time to just chat amongst yourself over, you know, how much of a shit situation it was, really. Um, however, that said, Crumb was then introduced to your new compatriots, to Deeks and to Ezador, and seemed to get on with them quite, quite well, really. As you were all chatting and figuring out what your next plan was, um, especially talking to Crum about the curl of Merkel, Ezador, you believed that you saw a tabaxi looking quite shady and suspicious, who then left quite soon after you had started talking about Merkel. You followed this tabaxi and pretty much broke out into a bit of a short chase. After a very short while there, you managed to catch her, and you successfully used your chaos charm on her, making it so that she would pretty much tell you whatever you wanted. She told you that despite seeming suspicious, she was actually just enjoying a drink at the tavern before heading back to the tents in the slums. Thankfully though, this wasn't the only information that she knew. She told you that the only shopkeeper that she knew of, who could potentially have that title, was a man called Turbin Newden, who ran the general goods shop. Additionally, she told you that there were whispers of a Death Walker in the camp. The Death Walker was someone who had died, apparently, died recently in a fire, who had clawed their way back from the dead. And she stated as well that if they had managed to do such a thing, there must be something tying them to Salt Harbor, something bringing them here. There must be a reason for it, essentially. She um, also wasn't very happy at you for uh, pretty much saying, you know, if you shout tabaxi in a crowd, Etabaxis should turn around. But nonetheless, she left after giving you a very short, sharp slap. She gave me a yes. name, though, didn't she not? She did. She said that her name was Miskler. Yes, Miskler Tabaxi, who lives in the slums. Um, Rooster, during this point... During this point, you, Rooster, um, you tried to find Toby Newton, because you, Gregor, have visited him before, you knew who it was. Unfortunately though, Deeks, you had never been, so you didn't quite know where you were going. Gregor tried to direct you along, um, it was to no avail really. So you found another gnome shortly in front of you. You approached it, couldn't get his attention, so you asked Gregor if he could just, you know, give a little, give a little kick, get his attention. A nudge, I think, was the, uh... Uh, the, the actual the term words, that yes. you used, the exact word that you used, I'm 80% sure, was give him a kick. <laughs> Just kick him for me. Something along those lines. It wasn't a nudge, it was definitely a kick. However, nonetheless, you know, most people would think, you know, just a 
Nice little nudge. Krakow, you pretty much swung your leg back and punted this poor fucking gnome right into the crowd, just me sailing into the crowd. Goal! I've just got the image of a happy little gnome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this gnome having a great day, just oh. Probably fucking dead. <laughs> Again, Gregor, the fucking gnome slayer. There's he a reason. A strength check. What did he get? Like an he got, 18. He got like an 18 or something like that. Ridiculous. Nonetheless, you guys then decided to f- fucking leg it. Um, managed to get to the shop, thankfully. However, unfortunately, when you were trying to discover more about Toby Nudin, you weren't very successful. To begin with, you didn't really know what you were meant to be asking, Deeks, because obviously you've never met this guy before, and you're you, you're you're a little librarian. You're not an interrogator. You don't know what to do on that type of stuff. It, it was a massive failure. It was. It was a very big failure. Uh, you kind of spat on your heels, tried to leave, then you started shouting random names. You started shouting about Merkel. Um, this dragonborn hand erupts out of your fucking cloak to slam down a note that says Merkel. I think you left Toby more confused than anything else as you left the shop believing him not definitely not to be the man that you're after. You guys then finally returned back to the tavern to meet up with Ezador. Ezador, you informed them of the the information that you had learned about the Death Walker, about the shopkeeper being potentially Toby Newden. Deeks and uh, Gregor both tried to dissuade you slightly, saying that there was no chance that the shopkeeper could be Toby Newden. Because, you know, you guys had you guys inverted him. It's all alright. But you, you Ezador, you, you wanted to just... You had a hunch. You wanted to make sure. So whilst Deeks went outside to show you exactly where the shop was, Gregor, you sat and ruminated for a little bit about the details of the Death Walker, about how he had died in the last couple of months in a big fire, how he was a vengeful sort, how only hatred could have pulled him back, how someone must have been desperate to exact revenge in order to actually make a deal with Merkel, knowing fully what that would entail in the endgame. As you sat there and pondered, you realised that there could only really be one person. That person, of course, is the one who died. Yeah, the one who died in the arena fire, the one that Rag pretty much tortured and then burnt alive. I know this as well, because I think he did tell me, didn't he? He did. He did. You know that Morrig's back and he's got a personal vendetta. Can I just clarify then? This Deathwalker, shopkeeper, acolyte, scientist, quartermaster, leader, they are... um, We've got that because of the names of people that have been visiting Salt Harbour. They've been written down as that instead of their actual names. Yes. Yes, they are pseudonyms. Okay, guys, so, yeah... Um, Deeks, you are kind of like poking your head through Gregor's cloak, pointing Ezador where to go at this moment in time. Ezador, you are being directed by Deeks where exactly the shop is. I already know where it is. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I don't really. Go on. No, you Go don't. On. Deeks. <laughs> where is it? Yes. <laughs> where is the damn shop? <laughs> oh, this, this is why I'm showing you now. So I'll poke my head out through the cloak and I'll say, you see just over there? See oh. where all those people are? Okay, well, I'm sure you were very thorough, a little fellow, but I'll just go and have a little chat myself and see what I can find. Eh? Yes, you, can, you can't miss it. You can see it right there, look. You just 
I know. Pop into I can see it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. I just, gra- I just uh, sc- scrambled uh, back up onto. The- He's a strange one, that Nicky Deeks. I'll say as I walk away. <laughs> Roll me a dex check, Deeks. As your- no, ac- acrobatics or dex. Your call. Oh, as you meta. We're going. Meta. Do I yes. know that they've had the realization of Morag? No. No. It, they haven't. But the only one that has is Gregor. Yeah. No. Remember, neither of you two, as far as you're aware, know who Murug is. Yeah, we don't even know the situation. Ex- exactly. It's only Greg Alder. Just waiting for him to get back at my head. I'm going to go for Dex. Okay, go for a straight up Dex check for me. That's a five. <laughs> Greg, Gregor! So, a little help here, please. I need to get this bag open for now. <laughs> Doesn't matter about that. Oh, oh, come, come on! Get up there. Trying to push him off. Gre- Gregor, take two him. points of damage as Deeks kind of clambers up but accidentally hoofs you in the groin area. <laughs> two points Greg- of damage. Sorry, Gregor. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're on his shoulders now. You're on his shoulders after, yeah. You pretty much thought that you found a foothold. That wasn't a foothold. That was not a foothold. Sorry, Gregor. <laughs> Are you all right? I just, I just put my uh, my big uh, dragon uh, dragonborn hands up with the okay side just above it, like to his head. So you're just struggling to breathe. Yeah, I know. I am a little bit heavy sometimes. <laughs> um, we're just gonna. <laughs> um, um, is has Ezidor gone now at this point? Ezidor, have you started set, setting off? Or are you still with them? No, yeah. In my head, I just said he's a strange little fellow. But as you, as you, you walk to walking it. off, yeah. yeah. I try. I tried to call out to him, but with the groin um, puncture, um, I just, I just failed. Yeah. All you can really manage out is a. Ezidor, Ezidor. Deeks. Yes? I may know... I may know who the Deathwalker is. Oh, well, who's it? It's a, it's a goblin. It goes by the name of Muruk. Muruk? We need to find him. He's uh, the leader of the Fighters Guild. Um, I think okay. the best... Maybe the best um, course of action is go near the Fighters Guild. The, the fighters, fight, yes, fighters arena, fighters arena. That's the one. Go around the fighters arena. We might be able to find him. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. Let me try and get my bearings here, though. Don't set off just yet. Okay. I just put my head behind the clock. <laughs> yeah. So your kind of snow is kind of poking forward a little bit, but unless someone really, really pays attention, they're not going to tell. Um, Deeks, did you say that you're kind of trying to get your bearings? Yes, so with that, um, can I get a bearing on the map of where the Baneful Squid is? Yes, you can. Give me the shortest of seconds here. I hope this will show. So the Baneful Squid is in Sector 5, which I will just highlight and show in just a quick 
sack him. So the baneful squid is around here, as you can see right. there. All right, uh, Gregor. Yes. Uh, we need to be taking a right. Okay. They'll just swing, uh, swing right. See, Let's as you try turn, and dodge these people. Yeah, I was going to say, as you turn right at this point in time, the crowd just started to, the actual carnival type of festivities has started to die down. You would say it's probably around about mid-morning at this point in time. Um, so there's not quite as many just random festival-y type of goers on around you at this moment in time. But there is still quite a few people just making their way into the more shopping area. You think that there might be some other events going on in some other districts from what you can overhear from people. Um, Gregor, roll me a... Uh, roll me... Just a straight up Dex to see if you can weave in and out. Dex, are you helping steer him? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Roll I'm me. I'm going to steer him until we get to well, a forward heading until we get to those steps. That's fair. In which case, um, roll your Dex with advantage, please. All right. That's fair. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh. With a is that 15, me for a roll as well? Uh, no, no, just just you saying that you're kind of helping is enough. Um, with a 15, you start kind of nimbly weaving in and out of quite a few people. There is a... Um, you don't notice at first, but you kind of knock into something. Um, you feel like a little bit of a oomph. And just like... Ah! Uh, I'll, can I look down to see if I can see that? Uh, yes. So as you look down, you kind of have to peer your head fully, fully over. You're, you're expecting to see like maybe a small child or something up to kind of like Gregor's chest height. But the creature in, well, below you, I guess, um, is much smaller. You, you, Deeks, would probably reckon that this creature is probably about your size, actually, in terms of actual height. It's a very odd looking being. Um, the being in front of you kind of looks like a large humanoid squirrel. Got dark brown fur, I guess, with some white flecks on it. Um, as this creature is looking up, you can see that their face resembles a weird mix between a hamster and a squirrel. They have the ears and nose and snout of a squirrel, um, but the mouth and cheeks, you know, quite, quite full like a hamster would be. Um, they are also wearing, uh, they also have quite flary whiskers and uh, small dark irises that are like most woodland creatures. You know, like you can't see anything other than these like little black beady eyes. And you can see that this creature is wearing loose fitting olive green robes. Just kind of looks up. Okay. Oh, oh, my, um, sorry about that. Oh, no, no, no problem at all. I do apologise. If you'd do just like to this? kindly just skedaddle a little bit. Oh, yes, of course. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Gregor, roll perception, please. It's this small creature just kind of sidesteps out of the way. Four. You can hear kind of like... 
through the cloak. Fair enough. Just try and like go forward if uh, Deeks is letting let me. You you have your legs, buddy. <laughs> is it safe? Is it safe? Uh, is it safe? I'll take a look. Is she gone? Uh, yeah, she's sidestepped around. You know, there is still more people heading your way as the um, commercial area is starting to get busy again. Okay, just, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's carry on walking forward, Gregor, but do a breaststroke as if you're swimming. Softly. No, I can't. I just put my hands out just in front of me and I just start. That'll give us the momentum to start. Let's go. I am your eyes. Okay, so Gregor, you don't have to roll anything here, but Deeks, you need to roll me a perception check, please. Oh, God. Why? Why? This large being is fucking be- breaststroking through a crowd. Why do you think you need to roll a perception? <laughs> Eight. You know it's nothing. Everything's going fine. Good. It's great. <laughs> As you continue walking, um, you are now kind of like you're coming to the edge of the road itself, where you need to turn left or right. Again, you see quite a few people starting to walk by. You hear chatters of people being excited of the stalls opening. Um, as as I've said, it's just gone past about 10-ish. So the stores in the commercial area are only just being allowed to open. Gregor and Deeks, both of you hear people talk about the food that they're going to have, the trinkets they're going to buy, the exotic materials coming from Kazadar and Erebor. You hear all of this, and then you feel a very sudden clamp on your shoulder. I My just... shoulder... My tiny little shoulder. <laughs> is he just? Is he just gonna grab the knob and I'm just gonna carry on walking? <laughs> it's a guard in it. I don't know what to do about this because that's a natural one that I've just rolled. Oh. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, Deeks, roll me a strength save. A strength, a strength save. <laughs> oh, you're, God. You're clutching on with disadvantage, actually, because you're using your little knees. Dis- you're using your little knees at this point. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Deeks. You feel this heavy hand kind of clamp onto your shoulder. As it clamps onto your shoulder, you feel as if this person intended to just kind of like pull you back to be all like, oi, what are you doing? So it clamps onto your shoulder and pulls. Well, you fall can, backwards. Can I, in the process of falling backwards, can I not? You've already failed your chest, arm sir. Around his, well, can I not wrap my arm around his head for some extra support? If I knew how, if I felt I was getting pulled backwards, I'd try and clamber onto mm. something. Okay, what kind of thing would a reaction like that be? I guess roll me. I think it would be intelligence. I don't think it'd be intelligence <laughs> at fucking all. Fuck off with that. It'd be a reaction. <laughs> it'd be a reflex of some kind. <laughs> so you know what? Roll me a straight up dex. That's, that's classed as your reflexes and stuff. That's a 
four, then five. <laughs> Clamps on your shoulder, starts pulling you back. You kind of like wrap your arm around Gregor's neck in reaction. Gregor, you just feel a strong pulling. Mm. To this guard, it's kind of like this is the head, this is the body, and he kind of gets yanked off. Gregor, okay, then. for a split second, you feel like oh, as your neck is being caught quite badly by this little gnome pulling you backwards. However, um, kind of pulled out. Wait. Two options here. Um, You've already had two chances. No, I'm not trying to prevent the fall anymore. I'm <laughs> well. trying to think of what else, what I can do about the fact that I'm now a separate person. Um... It's making it's both of us. Uh, uh, do I understand what's Gregor, going on? Uh, Greg, what's, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going, as, as on my way down of falling them, I'm going to try and grab the cloak. Just to point out, you're not getting, you're not falling down. This guard still has hand on you. Yeah, still he's just kind of like... Pretty much, he's... Because your shoulders are so small, and he thought he was just, you know, putting yeah. his arm on a big, kind of like trap type of thing, like the traps yeah. of someone's neck. He's kind of just so like that's your shoulder there, this area. He's fully got your shoulder, and he's still lifting you backwards because you are a lot. You as a creature, right. as a gnome, are a lot lighter than he anticipated. Okay, well, I'll ju I'm just gonna uh, say to Gregor then, as he's grabbed me, a guard has me. I quickly, yeah, I quickly turn around to see who it is. Just poke my head out of the of the clock. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's here's what happens. Here's what happens. Is Deke says you've told Gregor to start breaststroking his way through. You reach the end after people start giving you a couple of funny looks, but Deeks, you don't recognise any of these as funny looks. You actually think that people are admiring you for this weird, crazy dance that you're doing against the crowd. As you reach the crossroads and it kind of clears, you feel this hand go onto you. It grips around you and pulls back. It's not, it's not overly forceful as such, but it's obviously someone hasn't realised what's going on. They've misjudged their strength. As you're kind of like getting pulled back, they're like, ah, no, someone's got me. You feel this hand kind of like, kind of react backwards in confusion. You're pulled back and you're lifted face to face with one of the town guards. Gregor, as this is happening, you feel Deeks first kind of try to wrap his arm around your neck. You feel like it, as that happens, as he lets go and he fully comes off, you know he's come off your neck. So yeah, you kind of like just try to whip your head around. And yeah, you can see now that Deeks is being currently held aloft by a very bemused and puzzled guard. The guard is looking at Deeks like, I did not expect to see an gnome. Slowly turns his head and he sees your little like dragon snout poking out <laughs> trying to look around the corner. <laughs> Why on earth are you on the shoulders of a dragonborn? Uh, no. can, can I just I'll just take a second I'll be like, well can't you see we're part of the act exactly Bro. 
Roll me persuasion. With advantage, because I second it. <laughs> he's a very he's still a very you've been walking against the performance, against the crowds. He's suspicious, but he's willing to have his mind changed. Ooh, fifteen again. So what is it? You said can't you tell we're performers, yeah? Hmm. Still looking at Deeks, looking back at you. I suppose Dragonborn and a gnome being a I'm not quite sure what it is that you guys are trying to be. I suppose it's, it's fun enough for this, isn't it? But uh, you guys are going the wrong way, you know. Oh, you're a performer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're heading out of this area. If you're a performer, oh, to, to obviously, he's still got Deeks. He just kind of turns around, so he's pointing you, Deeks, to where all the other performers are going. You're meant to be in the centre near the fountain. Uh, the guards parade obviously comes in there. And, you know, all performers are meant to go there for the guard parade, getting here. You know, ah, if, you're part yes. of that, if you're part of that dance routine, which I'm assuming you are if you're a performer, because why else would a performer be in the uh, commercial area this time? As the, uh, he raises an eyebrow. Well, of course, of oh, course, of course, we, we were heading that way, but we just, must have just got a bit lost. Sidetracked, yes. <laughs> I'm awfully sorry, I'm awfully sorry, my friend. What can I call you? He says, looking at Deeks. Well, uh, we we together are Rooster. Rooster. Rooster, all right. I, I'm going to be quite honest with you guys. He just kind of lifts Deke's back and puts him just a plump onto Gregor's shoulder. You're facing the wrong way at this moment in time. He doesn't really quite see how it is because your head is still kind of covered. So you're kind of like back to front type of thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really have time to check for all the performance and stuff like that, but um, follow me, I'll, I'll show you where all the other people are, and um, I'll get some guards as well to just make sure that, you know, you you know where you're meant to be at all times, because yeah, last okay, thing okay. we need... Yeah, last Fantastic. thing we need is trouble happening after that terrible explosion that happened the other day. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, and I just carry on walking. Okay. Well, oh, am I still spinning away? Spinning you're going away. You're going oh, the wrong no. way. <laughs> I turn back you, around. Come on. It just kind of like gestures back. I'll um I'll make sure that you get to the centre. <laughs> Brill! Fantastic. I need to spin around on his head then. <laughs> you do. As you are, I won't make you roll for this. As you're kind of like trying to reshuffle yourself around without this guard noticing as he's leading you into the centre, we'll kind of uh like Grand Theft Auto 5 camera pan out <laughs> and then pan back into where Ezador is. Nice. Okay, so Ezador, you were oh. heading. Yeah, it was you. You were heading to the uh, general store, I believe. Yes, by the door. Uh, yes, you are now at the door of the general shop. Um, Took you a little bit of toing and froing, jostling some crowds and whatnot. But yeah, you are now at the door to the general store. Did not mean for that to rhyme, but there we go. <laughs> right. I would like to forcefully open the door. Forcefully open the door. Okay, so as you approach this door... You see that it is a, a pretty simple, old-style kind of door, just a wooden door, a little bit of a window pane on the top of it. You kind of put your hand onto the metal handle of it, 
and just slam it straight up and just like a zoof. Is he here? As you look around the store, you see that it is pretty much just an unassuming kind of store. There are a couple of rows of um, there are a couple of rows of aisles with just random bits and bobs to it. Um, as you slam open the door, you hear like a ding, very loud bell, kind of ringing. As you slam open the door, you see that there are lots of her- walls of herbs just around the store itself, and behind a large island counter is the what you assume is the purveyor of the store just kind of moving some of these herbs around you hear like clinks of bottles as he's moving bottles around as well um as he's kind of like looking around just walking around and going to the counter at the very far end of the store and you can see that there's yeah just some like general packs of provisions as far as you're aware this is the owner of the store considering how right. he's moving items so he's not looking at me is he he's not no he's got his back turned to you at the moment he heard the door slam open. Um, he heard the bell, but he's not really reacted too much to that. If you had to take a guess, you would probably assume that due to you know like the festival going outside and everything like that, he's probably gotten a bit used to people slamming open the door today. Right, okay. Doesn't really pay any mind. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> I be looking at me. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to the counter or wherever. Yeah, so you stride over to the counter, kind of like passing around this island counter, passing by the wall of herbs and passing by all these like ge- just general goods, basically, these um, these packs. As you're looking by, you can see that a couple of packs seem to have dried food, nuts and stuff like that. One or two of them have medical supplies in them. But yeah, as you approach, he kind of like hears the footsteps and kind of like raises his head to look around and turns around. Oh, hello, my duck. What can I do for you? Yes. What can you do for me? Yes, what can I do for you, Mimi Duck? I'm a purveyor of the store. It's a, a nice little store. It's, it's not very big, I know, but it's my own. It's Purveyor uh, of many things, are you? Well, just mainly general goods. It was me and my wife, you see, and uh, she, she passed away, unfortunately. So it's just me. Just me now, just to help out with my kids and whatnot. It's it's not much, but it's a living. Yes, indeed. Is it dangerous, would you say, like working in a shop in such a place as Salt Harbour? Oh, you get the occasional ruffian in here, but nothing the guards can't handle. You know, it's just... Yeah, yeah, the guards. Rather secure, isn't it? I noticed when we came in, we had to give our names and rather detailed information about ourselves when we walked in to Salt Harbour. Oh, 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 you're a visitor. Of course you are. It's the festival. Yeah, of course you're a visitor. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you live here, like I have for quite some time now, like I said, with my uh, early departed wife. Um, yeah, sorry. He just kind of shakes his head. It looks like he got lost in thought for a second there. Shakes his head, gets rid of this kind of mournful look on his face that flashed there for a second. Yeah, when you live here, all you really have to do is sign your name in and out and stuff because, you know, the guards know you. They might seem, don't get me wrong, they might seem like uh, sticklers for their jobs, but um, kind of leans in close. I don't know if you've heard, but there was an attack the other day. An attack? Yeah, an explosion in the centre of... Well, in, not in the centre, in the entrance, right at the very top of the town. 
and yes. they've done a really good. <laughs> I hear, I heard of such things, and normally I'd be rather well assured that they'd have everybody's names as of all the people that are within the town. There wouldn't be people that would just be simply known as, you know, something strange like an acolyte or a scientist or even maybe a shopkeeper. Roll perception. And I am fully looking at his eyes. You're so just kind of, oh, are you <laughs> trying to use your chaos charm at this point? Are you just kind of... I can't, can I? I've used it. You've got it free, you've got free time. Um, oh, is it three? Yeah, well, not yet. You've got three charges, you used one on Miskra, so you've got two left. Right. Uh, well, not yet. I'm just gauging Okay. Wait, 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 sorry. Are you are you just dropping this information in there? Or are you trying to intimidate him with it? A little bit of both. Roll me perception or intimidation then. Although you do have to declare which one you're rolling before you roll it. Oh, well I've already rolled. Okay. Uh, perception I'm going for. I can't okay, see well, what the character she is. I got Where's my bloody why does that keep closing down? Uh, right. What did I say I was going for? Perception. Perception. Yes. Yes. Fifteen. So, as you're starting to say the acolyte um, and the scientist, there's not really any reaction from him, but the second you say the shopkeeper, just for a split second, there is a hint of recognition. There's here. Kind of like he looks taken aback, but he hides it exceptionally well. It is literally only across his face for the briefest of seconds. Well, well, me duck, I uh, won't know about that. Like, um, all we need to do, all the citizens, all the people who actually live here, we've got all of our full details and everything in our just our general, um, our kind of like general. Not ledger as such, but it's a document that's kept the uh, the old up at the top where um, Lord Solis is. So uh, all of our real details are there, but we just we just have to give our names. Not too sure about just giving titles though. That could be very misleading. Very it misleading could, indeed. So yeah, you would never sign in to a place as Salt Harbour simply as shopkeeper. He kind of uh, looks, again, it's a very quick, almost imperceptible, but kind of glances to the left and right. I don't think I would, no. Tell me, are you aware of a game called Centaur? Called what? Centaur. Centaur? Yes. It's a it's a ancient game from lands that I come from and it involves reading people you know the little tells oh, that when they may be hiding information or somewhat it's a rather ingenious game it takes a years of dedication and practice and me myself I was rather talented at such a game and what it would mean is when I would say certain words I would right. read every single facial expression, every tick. 
and I can read faces very well. Are you trying to intimidate him again now? Yeah, I am now, yeah. Yeah, go for intimidation on that one, because that felt like it was intimidating. That was brilliant. It was. <laughs> I was expecting yeah. him to pull out a knife, and it's like, and every time you lose, you lose a finger. 19. <laughs> 19. Again, he kind of takes a slight step back, but his, um, his back foot is already against the counter. His eyes kind of, not narrow as such, but they kind of shorten slightly. Again, sir, I'm not quite sure what you mean. Well, what now, I mean is people such as myself have these certain skills, are employed by people who you don't really want to get on the wrong side of, if you know what I'm saying. So if I find out who these certain people are, shopkeeper or an acolyte, and I find that they did not help me when they actually could have, there may be repercussions. Persuasion or intimidation with advantage on either of them? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I've already looked at it. I don't know which is higher. Uh, persuasion. Go for it. Uh, with advantage. With advantage, yes. So, as you're saying that, again, you see him just kind of narrow his eyes, takes a step forward. And what kind of... Saying that someone might have information. Just saying, of course, Middle. Theoretically. Of course. Now, obviously you've said that, you know, you're not going to be too happy if they uh, withhold the information. But if if in this person is a member of something that you're trying to find for whatever reason, well, there's two things you've got to consider. One, what would happen... What would you do for that person if they told you about stuff? Because obviously, if you're signing in and out without a... Uh, well, with a pseudonym... There's going to be a reason for that. And you can only imagine it's not good. So if this person was to tell you information, of course, then that person could find themselves in danger. So theoretically, if someone did have information, it just kind of leans in again, you'd have to make it worth his while. More than just his life? Mm, Some things are worth more than a life, my friend. Well, that would depend on the information. How valuable would it be? Theoretically speaking, of course, again. Theoretically. It would have to be enough to provide for one's children if they were theoretically part of this group. And something theoretically happened to them because they told them, told this random stranger who walked into his shop about the group because this group might be dangerous I can assure and... you the people that I may be involved with are far more dangerous 
and we will get to the bottom of this. We are many, and we are looking. Maybe so, but as I said, some things are more important than one's life. So as I say, it's just kind of it shifts from that unhappy that serious demeanour back to a more joyful one. It kind of almost takes you aback at how quick he is able to shift from his serious talk to this just joyful shopkeeper demeanour. So as I said, Midok, if there was anything to be happening around here, it'd be like a, well, you're in a shop, ain't you? It'd be like a trade. You'd have to give that person something. They'd give something back in return. Otherwise, you can be if enough out of my shop. Really? (laughs) Just a nice big broad smile. I was just going to put my fingers along the shelves of his shop. (laughs) It's a very nice shop you have here. This stuff, uh, valuable. (laughs) (laughs) It is valuable, yeah, me duck. However, before you were... So you're starting to reach for something, I'm assuming. Before you do that, just bear in mind one very important thing. If something were to happen to the stuff in my shop, I'd have no choice but to recall the guards around here and have whoever's trashing my shop thrown in jail and, of course, liable for the entirety of the damages caused. (laughs) So you say... As I said, if you've got if you've got some kind of trade you want to make, some kind of I don't know, something that would make someone's while for information, or even to sell potentially even sell out this entire thing that you're trying to look for. I would interested. And the and the guards wouldn't be interested in the fact that you go by the name of shopkeeper rather than your name. Is he kind of frowns a little bit again? That serious demeanour comes back to his face and who do you think they'd trust some stranger from out of town or someone who's lived here for most of their lives who's bereaved after some fucker killed his wife do you think it's you that they'd trust because I don't who killed your wife that's the big question isn't it that's what I'm trying to find out what if we found it uh would that be of any value to you? It would bring me closure, yeah. It would be... It would take a persuasion roll to see if this would be enough. Well, I best do one. <laughs> you had best do one, yeah. Because a lot might be riding on this. Oh, persuasion. Persuasion, uh, yes, please. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Uh, a 14. A 14. Okay, let me draw some. As you're saying that, uh, I've. Forgotten how he, I forgot his fucking voice though. <laughs> well, it won't bring my wife back, but it'd bring closure. 
I tell you what. You find out. Yeah, just kind of, you both kind of leaning, even though there's no one in the shop. (laughs) You find out. You kill my wife. Yeah, I'll tell you everything you want to know about the cult. I'll tell you what, I'll even step away. Does that sound a deal? I will bring in, or her, or it, hogtied, I'm ready for your pleasure. <laughs> it's kind of steps back and holds out a hand to shake. Just like a very manly class. <laughs> now, seems to, what seems do you know? Deal. I already told you, literally just, literally just now. You get me that person. Yes. <laughs> sorry. That's what I'm talking and, about. <laughs> oh, what do we know? Sorry, sorry. It's, <laughs> yeah. of, like I say, it's... Uh, like I said, again, his, his serious man- demeanour has gone again. He's back to this nice, friendly personality and everything now that he knows he's no longer in any danger or anything like that. So, a couple of months ago, my wife died... Like I said, under tragic circumstances, about six months ago. So my wife used to used to walk around on a night, and she was well-known, she was well-loved. And quite often she would go into the slums and give food to the poor people there. And also, she would also bring bread to the guards on duty there. Um, she was a kind soul, was my old wife. And one of the nights, she didn't come back. I walked for a while around the different areas. I even popped outside of the gates to see if the guards had seen her, and none of them had seen her anywhere. And it wasn't until I started walking back in that I found her. Y- you know those, um, you know the waste channels near the slums in the entrance? Yes, I've seen them, smelt them. Yeah, well, I found her there. I don't know who had killed her, but I informed the guards immediately. It looked like she'd been... It looked like she'd been throttled, given the marks on her neck. But that ain't... That ain't what killed her. There were quite a lot of stab wounds around the abdomen. Quite a lot of stab wounds. My kids don't really know what happened. They know that their mother's died. But I didn't really tell them the circumstances. I mean, how would you? How would you tell kids that their ma had been stabbed dozens of times? No, the best guards to keep want... it. Yeah, best to keep it quiet, isn't it? Let them have their memory of her. What is weird, though, Oh, at least it was weird to me. I don't know if it'll be for you. Uh, after all, you're the one who can tell ticks and signs on people, but the guards said that it was just a simple robbery gone wrong. Well, uh, her wedding ring, all the food supplies she had, even a purse, were all on her person. 
The only thing missing was her hair ribbon. Hair ribbon. Hair ribbon. Yeah, she um she had lovely, lovely auburn hair. Came all the way down uh, down her back. Would go even further, but she had like a pink ribbon that tied it up. It was beautiful. It was. Might only be that beautiful. Doesn't sound Maybe. valuable. What did you say? Sorry, that first part. May have been beautiful, but it doesn't sound valuable for a robbery. No, it doesn't. Which is why I was wondering why it'd be classed as robbery if only something like that was taken. That that hair ribbon, she'd had it for years. It was a sentimental value for her. Her nan gave it to her before she passed, and her nan gave it to her nan. It was sentimental for her. So I'm not quite sure why it was taken. But she wore it everywhere. But here's the strangest thing. About a month after, I started receiving letters from an anonymous person. He said he had a lot of evidence saying that I'd murdered Jessica. Obviously, all of this is false. Like he said, I... I would never arm my wife. Just kind of sniffs a little bit. He said that it was weird. This letter said it was weird that I let her wander the outskirts slums alone, despite the fact that she'd done it for years and it was part of her being a kind and generous soul. But he said that it was odd that I came across the corpse of my wife and with all my weapons and stuff. It'd be easy to, you know, tie me to it. Of course, I, I checked my inventory after that, and there was a blade missing from my inventory. After that, I I I did nothing. I, I couldn't do anything but go along with the letters. They wanted me to give a large sum of money every couple of months. As the, the blackmailer said that he had the ear of Lord Solis, and he might be bluffing, but I don't really want to... If I went away, you see, something happened to me, if I went away, uh, who would look after me kids? They go in an orphanage and no one wants that. So at first, uh, I paid, it was only five gold pieces a week or two, but he's now, he's now wanting 150 gold pieces a week. And how do you pay this man? How I pay him? He, he basically asks me to get a large whatever the sum of gold is at that time and deposit it into a bank account in the bank the only thing that I've got is a slip with the actual account number in it due to information storage I don't I'm not allowed to know who the actual account holder is I've tried before at the bank and they've just said nope can't tell you that I can give you the slip if you want. Indeed. In fact, would you have these letters as well? I do, actually. I do. Give Hold me everything. Detail is everything, my friend. Hold on there for one second, me duck, and I'll go get them for you. And he kind of, like, toddles around the side. Um, I say toddles. He's quite a portly man. He's in his, like, late 50s. You know, it's, it's pretty much grey, apart from some red hair in his beard. 
quite chubby cheeks, and this is walking around, kind of like toddling over, and you hear him opening some drawers underneath the cabin, uh, underneath the counter. You're like a, and it is a large stack of letters that he gives you. That's all the correspondence that I've had. I will take them from him. Uh, yep. Take it these. Well, I assume these are just going to be handwritten letters with a handwriting. Yes, yes, that is correct. If you if you were to look through the letters, you would see various threats, various um, like demands for money. You would see the instructions to essentially take the bag of money, give it to the teller, and to give the teller the slip of paper. The teller would then return the slip of paper and take the money. And again, just more and more details, basically, of how Toby has almost certainly definitely done this. And he is going to tell Lord Solis all about this. Do not worry, my friend. As I can tell, this is grieving you, but we will get you closure. You have my word. You have given me a stack of information I can work with there. I think I'm going to take a trip to the bank. In your notes for your inventory to know what you got, you now have blackmailers' letters and suspicious bank slip. Okay. Where's my inventory? There we go. Right. Blackmailers' letters and suspicious bank slip. As, as you take it and you kind of like put it into your like half a sack I'm assuming to store them you just again thank you for doing this my duck I knew obviously this isn't quite what you were expecting coming in here but like I said you sort this for me you find out who did it and not only will I tell you what I know about the group I'll tell you my reasons for joining it and well the longer I've been part of it, the more I think that my goals won't be met. So I might as well tell you them as well, just in case you know of a way to sort them. If there's one thing that makes my blood boil, my friend, I'm going to slam my hand on one of the shelves. It's, like <laughs> it's blackmail. I will do this with pleasure. But Thank you. I also would like that information. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> well, like I said, it's a shop. We trade, don't we? So you do this for me, I'll do something for you. However... Just as a point of safety. Don't tell me your name just yet. No. You may refer to me as... The Wanderer. <laughs> as you say that, there's just... In the background, the door kind of like blows open because of a bit of wind. And you can hear from the festival like a Spanish guitar going... Dling, as you say <laughs> The Wanderer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awful good time. You're right, Wanderer. I'll see you around. Shopkeeper. Hi. Oh, wait a second. As you're exiting the door. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Oh, he got me. He got me. Yes. <laughs> Outside the door. <laughs> As the door shuts, we now return <laughs> back to... Oh, my God, I don't know why I shouted that then. Fucking hell. We now return back to Ezador and 
Sorry, I selected the wrong soundtrack there. As the door slams, the camera once again, GTA 5, zooms out and pans <laughs> down and across ever so slightly. You're not actually too far away from where um, Esador is at the moment. But we return back to Dix and Gregor being led by the guard into the centre of the commercial area. Yes! <laughs> Are you ready All for right. an ep- epic battle, Dix? I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so like I said, I don't know why I've got the shopkeeper's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure where that came from. <clears throat> like I said, travels fast. <laughs> just sprinting. <laughs> like I said, this year, Jesus, this around here is where all the um, all the performers are meant to gather around. Um, kind of like looks at a device on his wrist. It's a bit of an odd device, Deeks. Gregor, you can't see this, but Deeks, it kind of looks like a sundial, but without the actual, you know, sundial mm. part. There's two two little things on it which are showing, you know, numbers around the them. Yeah, yeah, you can tell that it's showing the time, essentially. Mm. He's got, he's got in, a watch. He's got a watch, <laughs> yes. But, you know, we're in fantasy world here, Cougar. <laughs> I can't straight out say, hey. he's got a watch. Hey, hey, nice watch. <laughs> Oh, you know what a watch is as well. Nice. <laughs> no, what people right. do is it, it's a new fangled technology it. around here. <laughs> uh, we've all been there. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway, hey. look out for the iPhone. <laughs> anyway, 2,100 steps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a magic stone. It tells me all the steps I've done. Like I said, looking at his watch. About 10 minutes time. About 10 minutes time. I don't know why I keep on going into the fucking Somerset accent. In about 10 minutes time, guard procession will come through. They'll do their nice little procession around here. It's a nice little drum drum beat type of thing. And, well, I'm sure I don't have to tell you guys. You're the performers. You're gonna... oh, we know our part. We know what we're doing here. You're going to perform well, with them. I'm just nodding my head very quickly. Mm. Aye. And Please don't I'm... do that. We're only a couple of minutes out. And, you know, between you and me and the body of you says kind of like pointing down to Gregor <laughs> my 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 uh my guard manager my uh I don't know what you call them a guard manager yeah person in charge of my platoon don't have to know that I'm not quite at my post right now you two have intrigued me you've really intrigued me with your act I want to see how a gnome and a dragonborn can dance so succinctly around the guard as they do their as they do their um, as they do their kind of like post routine their marching and stuff I want to see how this works it's oh oh well of course my day, do, guys. Do, do not be expecting any synchronicity it's not what um, this is this is about this is this is this is the dance of the ages this and it's uh, <laughs> as it's very historical but it, it doesn't have much in sync dancing moments, I, I, I must say it's uh, it's a different kind of dance. You sort of need to be artistic enough to to understand it. It's very complex and complicated. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say as he said all that, I'm just literally jaw dropped. It's like I'm going to have to be dancing. <laughs> Deeks, throw me a persuasion, please. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. Well, that's weird that you're saying that because, as far as I'm aware, 
might be wrong, but as far as I'm aware, you can always get one of the other guards to check as well, but I'm sure all the performers around this part of the guards, like, uh, march routine, it's meant to be in synchronicity with the guards' routine. Like, obviously what you're doing is different to the guards, but all of you performers, yes, exactly. all of you performers, though, are meant to do the same thing. Because what you're essentially doing, I mean, obviously I don't have to tell you, but I'll, I'll do it anyway for exposition. What you guys are meant to be doing is essentially reenacting in an artistic fashion the uh, the battle for Salt Harbor when they were invaded by the Sahorgan. Oh yes, I'm I'm very aware. Yeah, so you're I've still in, I've still got my jaw dropped. <laughs> you're meant to be in sync with the other performers. Yes, and we will be in sync with the other performers, but the the synchronicity you're talking about don't don't rely on it too much. Just I. Watch it with an open mind, is all I'm saying. Fair enough, I'll do that. I'm going to tell you what. You guys just enjoy this centre here. Wait yes, for we the need guard time to, to warm up. I'm going to be right over there with a couple of my other guard mates. I'm going to tell them all about you guys, because honestly, a gnome and a dragonborn dancing? Oh, they're going to want to see this. It kind of I just slowly raise up my hand. Just with a thumbs up. Oh, I thought you were going to shake my hand there. It's nice to see you, big guy, that you're you're all hyped for this. What did you say your name was again? Rooster. Rooster. Right, I'm going to tell the other guards to be on the lookout for Rooster as well. So honestly, you might make our day. You might be our favourite act of this entire thing if it all goes aplomb. Oh, well, I, thank, thank you very much. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing, to seeing you out there. Greg Offum's kind of like shaking, I'm guessing. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, oh last minute nerves, I see. So you kind of uh, like uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of you, your day. Will do, will do, he says as he starts walking. Takes two steps, turns around to look back at you and kind of just leans against the walls. Big thumbs up to you two. My, st- my thumb is still up, but shaking even more. <laughs> is he hardly gone any distance? He's <laughs> like, it's like literally less than 10 feet away. So you guys are now, um, where where all the tents and stuff would normally be in the kind of like back centre of the commercial area. Um, so this kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, just like below the steps from the uh, residential area. So all of this place would normally be full of shops and vendors and whatnot. And as you're looking around deep, you can see that there are still some, but they're on the very outskirts. Where you are right now, as you hear like a whoosh of water behind you, as more people are dancing around and stuff, you're by the fountain, the large fountain that's kind of like set flat on the on the ground. There are a large amount of people just kind of forming a circle around you now. And you can see that there's probably about 20 or 30 other performers as well. They're all dressed differently, but you can see that there is a there is a recurring theme. Some of them have like little spines, some of them have ridges and stuff like that. Some of them have like completely blue cloaks and stuff on. You can see, even without needing to roll anything for it, you can see that they're all dressed as the Horgans. Everyone there is oh, just kind of limbering this. themselves up, getting ready. <laughs> I've, still you... got, I've still got my thumb out. I'm going, we're dead. We're dead. Put your, put your dead. thumb away, Gregor. Put your thumb. What we're we're dead. We're dead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say... I've uh, never Greg. danced in my life. Shut up. 
Turn, turn away from the gun and just start walking away slowly and warming up. I'm not saying I'm not saying to leave. Just get a, at least fifteen feet away. I just slowly just put my hand down, still shaking a bit, and gradually pick up the pace. <laughs> <laughs> I just turn to the right, just like in a, like a robotic, like look, they shouldn't, and just start marching, marching away. We're not, we're not, we're not dancing yet. Uh, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to do this, Gregor. <laughs> we're just gonna have to do it. So, so I'm you, sorry, are you, you, try, you are you are you trying to leave this area? Or are you trying to just get a no, bit more distance? I'm trying to get uh, so you can't hear what we're saying. Okay, yeah, you, you're able to do that easily. I, I don't get that. <laughs> I start walking and then get just a tiny bit faster. Uh, yeah, stop Greg, there, Gregor. To... <laughs> I can't. I kind of don't listen for a minute. I get just uh, a little uh, bit faster. <laughs> oh, he's committed. Um, <laughs> Gregor, you are you just going to carry on going, or are we going to attempt to run away from these guards? I think we should dance. <laughs> I just and now I just freeze, just like with one leg in the air. Just like, mid air. Yeah. <laughs> what do you it's suggest, okay. dicks? Well, here's the first thing. Can you dance? No. <laughs> okay, and you can't see, so I'm your eyes, and I can't do the dancing for you. Although I can dance. Um. We're going to have to... We're just going to have to wig it then. Right? What you need to do... <laughs> do you think we could get by with that? <laughs> I, should, I, should I think if we... If we simply just do the waltz... But... As you're saying try this, and join in hear, with the hut, crowd. Hut, 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 you hear the starting. Oh, as, he's, as he says cues. that, I start marching just like... just. Remember, I am your eyes. You what hear the see? clanking of the metallic clanking of dozens and dozens of guards' outfits just marching <laughs> in tandem. Deeks, as you look up, you can see again in Rosa Free. Uh, in yeah, Rosa Free, probably about 40, 50 guards all walking in tandem. One in the very centre of the three columns, right at the very front, is beating a drum in time. The two on the side have large spears that they are kind of like swirling around. They keep on swirling them around until they start descending down the stairs. As they descend down the stairs, they stop swirling them and hold them aloft and start pumping them up and down. Kind of like trying to get themselves into the spirit as if they were marching into battle it's quite amazing because as one as one row lowers the other one raises in tandem almost like a piston going up and down they make their way down into the crowd and the crowd that was waiting there is there marching through split so there is a single path into the area of the fountain the fountain again whoosh, erupts into water. Deeks, you feel the spray of the water drop as you, again, hear more marching. These guards line the perimeter. As they line the perimeter, another row and another row. So they're about three rows deep at this point in time. 
the ones at the front slam their spears down. The ones behind raise their spears up. The ones behind them shout just in unison like a Spears goes down, twirls, back up, another This happens for about 20 or 30 seconds. Then, kind of like, um, you you see that there is one right at the very front with a large feather kind of adornment on his, on his helmet. On his helmet? On his helmet. Slams his spear down. As he does, clockwise, almost in a spiral, everyone else, one after another, slams their spear down with a... It's almost deafening, the cacophony of it. Eventually, everyone has their spears down. Run me a very quick perception, please, Deeks. Eight. From the distance you're at, you're not sure if these are real spears or not. They could be dress spears, like Sherman spears, or they could be real spears. Eventually, all that's left is just the drummer boy just drumming. The man with the feathered adornment takes a step forward, slams his spear down again. Creatures from the deep! You have invaded our homes for the last time. We already fought you back decades ago with the hero of Salt Arbor. His statue, and he kind of lifts his spear and points backwards. And he points in the general direction of the financial district that Gregor, you know, is where that statue is. And his sacrifice was not given in vain. We shall, as one, kind of swings his spear around and you see every other, like, um, troops swing their spear around in unison. As one, defend our homeland from the scourge. Swings his spear back out, slams it down. And there's a Horgan. Just kind of glares at you performers. Takes a deep breath in. Have at thee! Greg, I think this is us. <laughs> Can I see... Did I miss all of that, or did I, could I hear it? You heard everything, because this man was pretty much screaming. Yeah, like, my word, this man was giving it his best. If he rolled a performance roll, he would have got a fucking nat 20 with that from the way that the crowd... The crowd? Dicks. The crowd are reacting. They're cheering. They are just, like, whooping. There's applause. You hear people in the back, Boo, you so hogging scum! As you Dicks. look around... Dicks, 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 do we, do we... Is this a fight scene or something? No, it's not real, Gregor. It's not real. Um... Uh... We need to follow everyone's lead when, once everybody starts moving. I think we need to be the center of this. Uh, I'm going to wait until everyone's the creatures start moving, and then I'm going to try and direct us towards it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just see what I can find that will be. I... You know what? I think this will work. <laughs> Let's see if this works. So, I'm gonna play this for now. Every, both of you roll a perception, please. We're gonna do it like this. You're gonna roll a perception and see if you can follow what the others are doing. 
Oh, is that how we're going to do it? Nine. <laughs> and then that will inform your performance rolls. A nine from Gregor. Deeks. What am I rolling here? Perception, please. Twelve. So, you both of you look around and you can see the guards in the first, like, circle take two steps forwards. The guards behind them spin their spears up so they're kind of resting on their shoulders. Whereas the ones behind them again shout like a whoa. You see the Sahogan, they kind of seem to be kind of like just writhing around a little bit. Not really moving, just kind of... You're, you get the sense that they're trying to work the crowd a little bit. They're kind of acting as the stereotypical bad guys. How do you proceed? I just start marching. <laughs> just like a proper military just re, march? Just, re, just, no, just re, repeat that, what you just said. And I just start marching. No, don't start marching. Rengo, don't start marching yet. <laughs> redo that speech for me. Oh, Christ, I don't want to redo the entire speech again. Christ. No, not the speech. Oh, okay. So. What they was just doing then? What, the Sahorgans? Yeah, there's a whole thing. Okay, so they're kind of... It looks like they're trying to work up the crowd a bit. They're kind of... You know, like, when you go to, like, the circus or something, you see people kind of... Or the theatre or something like that. You see people, like, moving their hands and stuff like that, trying to crouch down low and move around to seem suspicious and weird and creepy. That's what they're doing. They're trying to work the crowd up. More than, like, facing the actual combatants. They're kind of like, oh, we're the big scary ones. Kick up, Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just follow along what? with every, what right. everyone else Greg- is doing, like in the thingy. Gregor, crouch down on your knees. I just do a really robotic, like back and forth <laughs> down to my knees. <laughs> Wave your arms out by your side, and I'm gonna take my arms out as well. <laughs> 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 okay, so Deeks, you roll just normal, just a normal performance roll, because yep, fair enough. That is that, that'd work. Gregor, roll it with disadvantage for your robotic <laughs> kneeling down. Eleven performance is that performance? Yes, please. Seven. Gregor, you pretty much fall to your knees quite robotically. It's like a doomf. There's these random little hands that flapping around from the top of your cloak. <laughs> it doesn't appear that anyone's noticed you yet as the Sahogan are kind of like dancing around you and stuff like that. The crowd is jeering, the, jeering them as they're trying to work them up and everything. Again, you hear another slam of the spears. Men! Ready, uh, ready thyselves, harden your hearts, and drive them back. You hear it like a from the rest of them as they start marching in unison, closing in on you. Uh, do I see this through the clock? You do, just a bit. You can see these figures starting to get closer and closer. I think they're back getting up. closer, dicks. Dicks. Back up, back up. <laughs> I get back up on my, on my feet. You just, yeah, you back up. Hold back, move back, move backwards. Now I start 
take one big step back, and then the next. Can I see around whatever, what's everyone else doing? Uh, Romine, have a perception check, please. Just Deeks this time, because, yeah, Gregor, at this point, you're, the cloak is back over you. Yeah. You're kind of blind. Ten. Ten. Mm-hmm. It's getting harder to tell, because as the people are starting to mingle in, it is starting to look more and more just like a fight scene, more than anything else. There's probably some rhyme or reason to it, but these people are professionals. Every one of this, these people are professional performers. <laughs> they are, the Sahogan are starting to weave in and out. You hear like the occasional <laughs> from the actors inside as they raise their fake webbed hands up towards a guard. You see a guard like, oh, stab forward. And you can see that the spear misses, but as it does, one of the performers who's been stabbed has their hand there and just kind of lets it open and red ribbons kind of fly out as they very dramatically splinter down onto the floor. Can I try and catch those ribbons? (laughs) 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 Roll me a sleight of hand. 13. So what are you trying to do? Catch them? Yeah, we're just sort of like catching them but let them let them the blood like spray all over me <laughs> so to the crowd it looks as though you know one of these sahorgins has been killed and then suddenly another sahorgin has kind of like jumped itself up walked back and these weird little tendrils from its hands are kind of splaying around on the blood you don't catch any of them but it's just like splaying they kind of like one almost wraps itself around your finger and then a gust of wind just kind of carries it off into the air all right, that'll that'll do us for now, Gregor. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Take a peek, see what everyone else is doing. I'm going to take another look round to see. Perfect. I want to try and I'm looking instead of a, looking at the group. I want to take an individual out, look what he's doing, and then try and batch it or mirror it right. in some way. Roll me perception with advantage, then, Gregor. Just a normal perception, please. As these people are starting to dance around more, there's more guards like with their hands raised up with the spears. You see them spin the spears around in their hands expertly while catching and jabbing down. One of the Sahorgins kind of like does a very over-dramatic extended step out and as they pivot, they kind of like spin around on their hands and then just like pop up and again. It looks like they're kind of jumping onto this guard. The guard kind of again releases red ribbons. Um, what are your perception rolls? 11. 15. Gregor, you kind of, you're amazed by all of this, the synchronicity of it all. It's lost beyond all, you know, you do not understand how any of this is working. But to these performers' credits, it reminds you of real battle. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> I might have to get you to roll something else in a minute yeah, if you yeah, roll bad again. Deeks, what did you get? 15? Yeah. So tell me what exactly you're trying to look for then, please. I'm trying to look for an individual that's doing something specific so I can go and try and mirror the effect or just look like we know what we're doing in some sort of way. Uh, Sorry, can I just say also, uh, I do mention that, Tom. Uh, I start heavy breathing. Like, just going... (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, as you're starting to be reminded of real battle. breathing gets deeper and deeper uh deeps use i'm gonna roll something <laughs> you see a slightly larger built sahorgan 
kind of stamping rhythmically to the music, stamping its way to the man with the big feather on its hair. And a guy kind of jumps out with a spear raised, like a ha! Raises it, spins it. This Sahogin catches it and very acrobatically flips the person over them. Slams the spear down and there must be some kind of trick because the second he slams it down, it shatters and he starts marching back towards the man with the um, feathered helmet. Is the man with the feathered helmet lying on the floor? No, no, no. The man with the feathered helmet is fighting over Sahogin off. Oh, okay. So the, the one that the... he flipped was just a random... Yeah. yeah. It's just a random one? Yes. Is he, is he lying on the floor? He is, yes. He is. Um... <laughs> just to point out, he's obviously yeah. really conscious. This is a Yeah, dance. I know. I, yeah, I get that. Can I... <laughs> I've got the horns of Gregor. Gregor, this way. I want to go towards the, the man that's on the floor. Okay. I kind of feel the, I feel him like tugging it and I just, just go into that direction. How do you do this? How do you walk across the... Deeks, how are you commanding him to walk? Well, I'm seeing where I need to go and I'm grabbing the horns and saying, Gregor, this way. I'm leaning the horns to the direction where we need to go. Yeah, it's like pointing my head into yeah the direction. Okay, so how are you? Are you just walking normally? Are you trying to perform it? Are you march, trying to dance? Well, I want to. I want to to march the same as this other guy is. Uh, so I want to. No, I don't want to march. Okay, so uh, Gregor, le- I'm going to shout to Gregor left, right, left, right with you. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I cl- I click onto that and start like li- like lifting my legs up like as a march. Just a normal performance then. Actually, uh, actually, me. no, 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 no. Performance with advantage, Gregor, because you are used to military marching. It's what you did for five years. Um, was that performance again? Performance with advantage, please. Yeah, uh, 20, not natural. You know, this might be reminding you of the war, but damn if you don't fit the role of a soldier well. You start marching exactly how the other big Sahorgan did. Where are you directing him to again? To the man on the floor. So you march over to the man on the floor rhythmically in time with every drumbeat. Yeah. Have you approached the man on the floor? Yes, you are there. Um, one of the other guards kind of like, Rah! as he kind of goes Rah! to you, he, he kind of takes a look and goes, you're out of step, you're out of place. But as he says that, another Sahorgin just, again, quite rhythmically, runs into him, takes him out from the side. Okay. Uh, Gregor, take a bow! I just bow, I literally he bow, just, like, you know, in Japanese. Take a bow. I'm holding on to the horns, and I'll do one of those noises, like, shh, noises, what they're doing to the guy that's on the floor, as if to, to torment him, and then pull the horns <laughs> away and start marching the opposite as you, as you start hissing again, you see this poor guard on the floor just like, the fuck are you doing? You're out of place. You're not meant to be here. Come on, Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lift and raise him back around. Yeah. I'm just following at um, this point. Just trying to keep it together. I've got to take another look again and see what someone else is doing. Roll me another perception. Natural 20. Hey. You can see that this, this performance is starting to 
it is starting to wrap up. You can see that there are a lot less Sahorgin around now, a lot of them on the floor. In fact, there is only you, the big guy, and one other Sahorgin. There's around about nine or so guards left. The okay. three of the guards are on the other Sahorgin. The big Sahorgin and the man with the feathered helmet are locked in fierce combat as they are dancing around each other. Looks like the uh, feathered guard and the Sahorgin might have magic as they are throwing streams of ribbons at each other and they're kind of like ducking and diving, like literally acrobating, acrobatic, yeah, acrobatic, around and dancing in tandem to the actual music, just like trading blows. It, to you, Dix, it actually, if you weren't part of this performance, it would look quite beautiful. Mm. But there are some more guards just kind of like stood. They look, they look like they are a little suspicious of you because they didn't expect a third Zahorgan to be still up at this point. Are there other Sahorgans lying on the floor on this field? Yes. Yes, in this, okay. in, in this like, large fountain area, there's more water just around the, like, bo okay. bodies. Gregor, Gregor, I have an idea. Yes. Yep. So fo right. follow, my, follow my lead, and when I tell you to fall, you need to fall. Right, I'm going to direct him in between where they're throwing their magic. Yeah. I want to get... Direct in between them and sort of throw myself in between. Try and save somebody. <laughs> and then nice. fall to the ground nice. in unison. <laughs> oh, oh! I could throw you off my head. <laughs> I'd rather stay attached. <laughs> Maybe I can grab one of the ribbons in the process <laughs> as well. You can either you can either roll me acrobatics or performance, but it's got to be Gregor. Is this uh, for me? Yes, because unfortunately, Dick, it's not going to be the face that sells this. It might be in a second, but right now it's not the face that's selling it. It's the action. I'll go for performance. <laughs> Just a straight-up performance, no advantage or disadvantage. 21. Oh! Glorious. <laughs> <laughs> right. you've, you've put me in a difficult position here <laughs> because you are ruining a dance number, but damn if it doesn't look good. <laughs> it's all about the ending. It's all that matters. So as these, as these two are locked in Mortal Kombat, you see that the, the Feathered Guard no longer has his spear. He has a curved sword. The Sahorgin has its claws out and it's like slashing. And you hear, there must be kind of like metal on the Sahorgin, on the gloves of the Sahorgin. Because every so often you hear like a tink, tink. You kind of weave yourself in around these three guards battling this other Sahorgin. As you're going, you can hear again. Fuck, is that guy doing? Oh no, he's out of position. He's out of sync. What the hell is going on? We're only meant to have two of us. It's going to ruin the big ending. You kind of weave yourself around. And again, you hear another distinct kind of like... Well, that didn't work. A very distinct kind of like metallic clanging noise as these, as the sword and the claws hit each other. The two kind of like the impact of it sends both of their feet up. And both of them masterfully like pirouette and pivot backwards so that in between them is one of the jets of the fountain 
the jet of the fountain, again between them. You see them kind of reach in, looking as if they're casting magic, but obviously they're reaching into their pockets. They lean back, reach back, and again with a battle cry from both of them, they scream, Rah! Gregor, how do you do this? Right, um, so I've just weaved past um, another group that was fighting. Yes. Yes, you get right. to describe exactly. It's gonna it's going to work with that twenty-one, mm. but you get to describe exactly how you interrupt this magic duel between the the guard hero of the ages and the right. supporting <laughs> king. Remember, <laughs> it's the king of the Sahorgan as well. I just okay, yeah. I'll, I'll figure this out as um. I, I take a breath, a long, deep breath, and I think, I can do this. You've been through a lot worse than this. And I open my eyes, and I just go, just start doing this really amazing dance move. But then I kneel and pick up some of uh, the red uh, ribbons on the floor. Just grab a nice handful. I'll allow it. And as I do, I go back up. And as they're throwing the thingies in the middle, I jump in the middle... I reach around and pick up Dicks from his uh, back of his scruff, lift him right. up, and then I just throw the blood out of my neck. And then as I fall, <laughs> I just hit the ground. So I'm going to tell you the perspective from the guard from before then. So this guard from before, Timothy, let's call him. Timothy... Shallot. Yeah, we'll go with that. Shallot, mate. Um, kind of leaning against the wall. Hey, tell you what, these these performers this year, they've got some right people in. I saw a dragonborn with a with a gnome on his shoulders. Can't wait to see. I wonder, I wonder why they'd have two separate people in one outfit. I wonder why. Interesting. <laughs> and he sees, he's got his eyes on you the entire time. He sees you at first drop down to your knees and then come up and kind of look a bit weird and robotic. Kind of leans over to his friends. Must be amateurs, must be new to this. Miss, yeah. Don't think you've got the right people here. Yeah? I don't think, you know. And as you're kind of stepping out, you're getting out of step and everything, it's becoming a bit more obvious to a lot of the guards that what is happening with you shouldn't be happening in the performance. As they can see from the performers' faces, something's wrong as they're looking at you very quizzical. Some of the guards who can read lips can see them say, the fuck are you doing? You're out of place, you're out of sync. As you start weaving in and out for the last little bit, though, you scoop down and pick up the blood. No one spots you picking up the ribbons, luckily. As you kind of then just, like, see them about to chuck the magic at each other, as you dive through. Deeks, do you shout anything as he dives? (laughs) Um, I'll just give another one of those. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you just hear it and you dive in the center as these streams kind of limply hit against you as you kind of reach up and you chuck deeks up into the do you chuck him in the air or do you just lift him up no i just lift him up like just pick uh, him up and you throw so the streams looks- out you land on the side and you know the streams fall next to you the crowd goes silent then you hear like a couple of scant applauses, like woo. As your position, Deeks, as you're looking towards the Sahorgan King, and Gregor, as you're looking towards the captain of the guards, 
basically facing across from each other. You can both see that they look very, very confused at what's just happened. That's not what's meant to happen in the big finale. What's meant to happen in the big finale is something very different. So the Sahogan King takes a step back. What treachery is this? The captain of the guard takes another step back. One of your own. Try to defend. No matter. We will do this again, and I swear the result will be different this time. As you can both tell, they are desperately trying to improvise a new ending. <laughs> and they, they kind of rush forward, like kind of like dancing towards each other, and start swinging as they step over your corpse. You you hear the the Sahogan King. What the fuck was that? The the guard captain. Stop trying to pull focus. Ruin this! You can see them kind of scoop. They kind of try to hit the swords against each other. They both make a faint. Arr! So they fall backwards. Both of them scoop up the ribbons from their magic and again pirouette back. I told you it would not save you. None of your subjects can save you now. There's a soaking king again. Doesn't matter who is left, we will flood these lands. And they reach back, and again, they throw these ribbons as... Deeks, roll me a... Roll me a strength check, please, because you're a very small little gnome in the middle of a fountain. <laughs> That's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, as these... <laughs> Just ahead to Gregor, you might want to get running in a second. <laughs> As these two streams hit towards each other, Deeks, you feel a very unpleasant pressure directly underneath you. And then suddenly, there's the fountain of water that you were rested on top of after Gregor landed you on it. Shoots upwards. Gregor, you hear, as the hood that you were wearing rips is Deeks you are launched around about 15 foot into the air on a stream of highly pressurised water. Gregor, you... S sorry, uh, just to... Gregor, you see the two stream... Uh, there's two streams of confetti type of thing hit each other. Finally, the guard rushes forward and locks back into combat, taking, taking the dance to where it should be as they f lock into their final routine. Deeks, you are currently about 15 foot in the air as the fountain is spraying upwards. All right, Deeks, it's time for us to get out of... Deeks? Deeks? I just look up. I am going to <laughs> grab my hat and stretch it as much as I can. Yeah, can I uh, reach out my hand just like act as I'm laid on the ground parachute. just to try and catch him as well? You hear audible gasps from the audience as they look up because, obviously, yeah, a small little thing shooting up into the air on water is going to catch some people's attentions. You hear an audible gasp as you stretch your hat and you start parachuting down. Can I aim towards Gregor's head to try and land <laughs> back in position? <laughs> Roll me. I don't know what this would be, a parachuting. <laughs> um, I guess... 
It's mm. got his Sleight of hand, I would have thought. Athletics or acrobatics? I would have said athletics, yeah. Yeah, alright. Go athletics. Oh, God. That's not good. Well, it's not bad, actually. 16. You kind of start floating down, and yeah, you, you don't land quite on Gregor's head. Gregor, have you got up at this point? Yeah, as I saw, as I saw him show up, I was like, oh shit, 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 and I'm just raising <laughs> up, like, like ready to catch him. You hear more <laughs> gasps, you hear the guards, hey, I don't think this is part of the out, you know. Deeks, you kind of land, not on Gregor's shoulders himself, but you kind of land onto his chest. You land so that can you're I, on his person. Can I grab, yeah, okay. You're not on his shoulders, you're kind of like slammed into his chest, but you're not slammed enough that you will fall down immediately. You kind of like just grasp onto his chest at this point, I would say. Sorry, okay, is well, the, uh, also, to... is the cloak off me? Did you say that it ripped off me? or It did, yes. Ah. <laughs> Due to the force of the water, it kind of like... Whoosh. As you stand up, the back half of it that was still on you when you were laid down just falls off limply. All right, well... I'm going to clamber back up towards his head then, and I'm going to stretch my hat over his head, and I'm going to sit on top. <laughs> okay, an entire crowd of people, I'm not even going to get you up to roll up for that, an entire crowd of people have just seen this gnome climb on top of Dragon Ball's shoulders and pull a hat over you both. <laughs> now neither of you can see. It's not over me, not over me. Just over him. Over his head, and then I'm going to sit on top of that. Okay, Why? an entire group of people have seen you pull a hat over a dragonborn and then sit on top of the hat. Now Gregor is blind, <laughs> and everybody knows that you're a dragonborn and a gnome who is apparently. Let me just let me just roll something here. Who is apparently not part of this entire routine. <laughs> no. Can I just point out, Deeks, if you'd have allowed yourself to just fall. No one would have thought any different. <laughs> but I was trying to assume position again. <laughs> now all the Salt Harbour knows. Uh, I'm going to retract this then. <laughs> um, oh, fucking hell. The hats are, you've, you've described it in that one. The hats I know, are no, I know, so, I know. Yeah, he's landed on my head, puts a hat over me, and then slowly brings it back off. Uh, the crowd reaction is gasping in general, both from the end of the um, the end of the actual act itself, as you hear the fighting stop. You are now the only person stood after both the hero of Salt Heart, uh, the hero guard has fallen, and the Sahorgin king has fallen. At first, no one really seemed to pay too much mind. A couple of people were like, "Oh wow, that's weird. I guess that performer lost his friend for the effect." But now as you're pulling the hat down and then back over, more people are muttering and murmuring. You see, I've forgotten his name, Timothy Chatelame or whatever it is that I called him. It's like, I don't think this is part I don't think this is part of the routine. But I've been had. Talking to his guard friends. You hear, Oi! Stop right there! As Timothy and his guard friends point and start running towards you. I would have pulled the hat off Gregor then say again, Now Gregor, it's time to run! <laughs> Deeks and Gregor, you had just finished your dance routine and you came so close to getting away with it until Deeks, you decided to parachute down. Which, you know, fair point. Fair point. 
it, that may not have happened if you know someone hadn't decided to detach your head so that you were laying on a fountain. But you know, that's fine. It happens. We, yeah, we're going to once again Grand Theft Auto Five camera zoom out and zoom back into Ezidor. Ezidor, you have now got yourself a nice little mission to find out who actually killed Toby Newden's wife. However, you are still in the commercial area, I'm assuming, having just left the shop. What are you up to now? Well, I would have thought I'd just be going back to the tavern, as far as I knew. The tavern. Okay, yeah. In which case, um, you walk back to the tavern. You have to push through a couple of people first. It is a little bit of a hustle, um, but it is actually quieter than before. In the background, you can hear music, you can hear marching, um, you can hear the sound of exertion, essentially, in the distance. And you think to yourself, maybe something's going on. It's up to you if you decide to follow it or if you continue into the tavern. Uh, can I just peek my head in to see if we're there? As you kind of like, the door open, you look around. You see that there's about four or five people. There's the half-orc bartender that you briefly met, just doop, doop, doop. Scrubbing my glasses. Is he scrubbing his glasses? You don't see Deeks or Gregor in there anywhere. Hmm. Where have they got to now? Uh, I'll go and check that. <laughs> so as you, I was as you, say is, um, do you know how a little scene was that played out then, and then Gaz has just come into it, or is are we still like in? You'll the, find out. Then. You'll find out if. Give, you know, the DM a second to set the scene and whatnot, and you'll find out exactly what's been going on. Well, I'd say I'll be looking for a tall rooster looking down. Maybe With hands going like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ezador, as you start walking through down into where the commotion was, you hear more gasps. You hear, like, audible, like, ah, oh, my God. Um... And then as you approach, you look into the air as you see a jet of water whoosh, into the air and you see a small little small little being launch about 15, 20 feet in the air. As this happens, you see the small little figure that at first looked like a little ball get something out and then pull it wide. They start floating down very slowly. The crowd of people in front of you are too dense to actually see where they land, but as this large, it's this small figure with this large floating parachute essentially lands, you hear more like <gasps> from the crowd, and you see a couple of guards kind of looking at each other. That's not part of the routine. Hey, I think we've been had. Oi, you over there, stop! Oh, don't be then. <laughs> I'm gonna hastily go in that direction. <laughs> As you start walking in that direction, you see the guards starting to run. Oi, stop that dragonborn and that gnome! <laughs> ah! I think they're the ones <laughs> we're after from yesterday! Well, it's cause commotion again! <laughs> I've, yeah, I've pulled that hat off, off him, and I... You've pulled that hat? Sorry, Ezador, did you say you are going to run as well, though? As soon as I hear dragonborn, and uh, I'm like, ah... Here we go again. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, run. As you start yeah. running, oh. roll me a strength check with advantages. You're trying to shove your way through the crowd to get there as quick as you can. 
Where's my mouse? Strength. Yes, please. With advantage. Is a 12. Is that with advantage? Yep. Okay, so yeah, you're kind of running through, trying to get through the hustle and bustle. You kind of get knocked around. You lose your footing ever so slightly and you stumble forward into the centre of the fountain. You see a couple of people dressed as Sahorgins that you immediately recognise. This is... This is ringing bells of recognition for you, as these performers dressed as Sahogan are starting to pick themselves up, and guards are also helping each other to their feet. In the very distance, though, from on the other side, you see... Buff! Hang on, Deeks, were you on Gregor's shoulders again, or...? Well, were I was you... on his head, one I? But I've dropped, dropped back down again to take the hat off. Okay, on yeah, so yeah. you're on his shoulder. You kind of see Gregor with Deeks on his shoulders just running. Into uh, towards the crowd. I was going to say, where are we on the map? Uh, you, Tom. you are, like I say, in the bottom left quadrant of the commercial area. So where the fountain is. So I will just highlight it to you on the map. You are that area. Right. Yeah. I see it. I see it. Perfect. Yeah. So um, where this big fountain is, there's some steps on both sides of it to the north west and north east like i say there's a big crowd of people they're starting to split as you're running towards them and as a dot you've just seen them running forwards am i in front of the guards or behind them roll me up a straight d20 we'll just do a straight off face off for it 19 you're in front of the guards right even with you stumbling you've managed to kind of push your way in front of them Okay. Uh, uh, I start running. Can I? Um, can I trip up in front of them, trying to make them trip up? <laughs> Roll me acrobatics. Yeah, sorry, Gregor will get to you in a second. This just might inform how easy this is for you. Advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll give you advantage because you're in front of them. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Acrobatics. Just to point out, either way you're going to fall to the floor, this just depends on, you know, like if you take damage or not, because if oh, you fall yeah, okay. ungracefully. Yeah. Well, it's 12 then. It was you... a 2 before. <laughs> You, I mean, that's better at least. That's reduced your damage die at the very least. You throw yourself forward and you kind of, you land on the faucet of a fountain and you take three points of damage. It's this metal faucet kind of like hits into your ribs. Doesn't am punch you fall- the skin. Sorry, Grant. Cool. So yeah, am I falling directly in front of the guards? Yeah, you are right in front of the guards, but you land on a faucet. You feel a distinct sharp pain in your ribs. Not enough, like I said, to punch the skin, but enough to deal you three points of damage. The guards kind of, they run a couple of them trip over you, you just say, blah, blah, as they just sprawl in front of you. One or two of them jump over you. So there's now two guards chasing Deeks and Gregor rather than five. And I'm just going to roll about, just go, oh, my leg. 
as as one of the guards is kind of like on the floor, he looks, he, he kind of like rolls and looks at you. What a bloody hell are you doing, citizen? You have interfered with guard business. Oh, sorry, my friend. Are you all right? Sorry, my leg just went out on me. I'm not as nimble as I was when I was a child. Oh, you're lucky this is a festival and there's too many people around. Oh, I'd have to take you in for interference. Get yourself oh, no. to a medic. Well, oh, there stay you, out of guard you, business. Are you all right? Are you all right? <laughs> I'll survive with guards. That's what we do. Yeah. Good man. Good work. Keep it up. Keep it up. I'm going to hobble off. <laughs> which direction are you? Are you hobbling after them? Yeah, I'm hobbling after them. <laughs> when I get out, I say I'm going to peg it. <laughs> okay, so how we're going to do this? Because this is kind of like a cheer scene in a chase scene. <laughs> so, Gregor... You no longer have anything covering you, so you can see fully. Yep. So, Gregor, roll me. Um... Ooh, what would it be? What would it be? Give me one second. Uh, roll me. Roll me athletics or dexterity, either or, as you're running from through the crowd. Not 20. Like the grace of God, like the winds of Talos are fueling <laughs> you forward. The second you get onto your feet, the second you pass through the crowd from the fountain, whoosh, you are up the stairs. You're taking the steps three at a time. Even with Dix on your shoulder, Dix, you're kind of like bouncing as he's taking these stairs completely in his stride, just whooshed straight into the residential area. As you're running, you see more stalls on either side. You see just random street performers. You see bunting like everywhere, incredibly colorful bunting and flowers. You're taking none of this in. As you round the corner, you start heading towards the Crystal Tower. I was going to say, yeah, as that is happening, can I see like a back alleyway or something like that? I'll just whoosh and then just curl in and just stop. Roll me a perception to check. As you roll, I'm going to roll for the guards. And as a doll, could you also roll me athletics or dexterity, please? Was it perception, did you say? Perception, yes, please. Oh, it's a natural 20. (laughs) Like the grace of whatever god (laughs) as a doll follows. You whoosh right up those stairs, two at a time. In your head, you hear the faint, very faint voice of Jax just being like, run faster. So you start running faster. Yes, Jax, yes, leave me alone. <laughs> Jax's persistence seems to, for a split second, you feel as though those weird tendrils of Jax kind of like wrap itself around your legs and just force you forward, pistoning your legs. Yeah, your your legs are reaching further forward than your body as your body is leaning back from the speed you're going. As, you, as your head kind of tilts back, you see that the guards are falling behind a little bit. What was your perception roll, please, Gregor? Uh, 14. Okay. Uh, I need you to roll decks with disadvantage then, please. You do spit, you do spot an alleyway to the very... Or you spot a side road to the left of you as you've bounded round a corner. I had a nat 20 on that as well. Uh, oh. 14. You spot 
a you spot a side road um, as you bound up the steps. You take the side road, you kind of slip a little bit, you travel back up, and then you kind of run and you see now that you are pretty much it's a side road, it's a small side road, almost off the beaten path. But um you see that you are now in front of a large gate. A large old rickety gate. And behind it is a large expanse of trees and in the centre of it is an old manor house. Looks a little bit dilapidated. Right, I just see this uh, gate. I take a look at Dick's and I just grab him and I'm going to chuck him over. Roll me a strength check. Um, Ezidore, roll me a perception check as this happens. Please to see if you've seen where uh, Gregor has lost. Oh my god, I am right. Did you get another nat 20? Yeah. Oh my god. As you're bounding up the stairs and you're starting to reach reach them, you see Gregor stumble, scrabble, turn and head down this side road. You catch up quite easily as Gregor, what did you get? I got a 13. Gregor kind of like chucks Deeks. Deeks, you have no say in this. You're just launched (laughs) upwards. He doesn't quite get enough height though. So you kind of like, you're kind of almost peeking over the top of it. And then you're, you kind of come down, but your hands grab the top of the railings of this of this old rickety metal gate. Has it got spikes on? It does not. It does oh, not have okay. spikes. No, there's no danger of that. But you are now kind of, you're now kind of hanging there. It's like, Gregor, uh... Uh, get over. I'll be right behind you. Am I, am I holding on to it facing the right way that I need to come down or I'm on the opposite side still? Um, you're on the same side as Gregor. You'd have to pull yourself up and over. Yeah, I'll give that a go. I'm going to try and use my strength for myself over then. Robbie's strength check. <laughs> Seven. You try and pull yourself up with your little gnomish arms. You're, you're a librarian. You're not built for strength. You've never done a pull-up in your life. You kind of lift up and then your arms just give out. You fall backwards. As, you, Esidore, as you come around the corner, you see Deeks fall back towards Gregor. Gregor rolled me a sleight of hand to catch him. Oh, is he falling? He's falling. It's not looking good. Sorry, do you say sleight of hand? Sleight of hand, yes, please, to catch him. Eight. Deeks goes barreling into you, lands straight in your face, and you both take two points of damage. Deeks, you take two points of damage from slamming into him. Gregor, you take two points of damage from this gnome slamming into your snout. Ezador, you see this as they both kind of sprawl onto the floor. Sorry, Deeks. Uh, hang on, one at a time, please. Sorry. I think it was just me. <laughs> no, no, um, I was going to say Gregor said something else as well. Sorry, oh, what I did you say? I was just acting out, just going like he's uh, like, ah, oh, bloody no. Casual bit of racism from Gregor there. Uh, Ezidor, <laughs> what were you saying? Sorry. Yeah, so we're about to the guards at this point. Like, they the, guards, the guards are about 25, 30 feet away. They're just ascending up the steps. So I would say you've probably got about 20 seconds, so the equivalent of three moves before they get here. So three actions before they get here. 
Okay, well, I'm going to assume you two are going over the wall, so <laughs> I am going to calm down, because the fact guys aren't really after me yet. I mean, I'm going to need some so far. I mean, not yet, but it does look a bit suspicious that these two fugitives have run away. And you've also... the guy that tripped, that tripped them over. And then you got up and started running towards <laughs> the fugitives. It's a little suspicious. They're not quite like, oh my god, this guy is definitely, you know, um, helping them. But you're becoming a person of interest. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go to the right, and I'm gonna put my carpet down. And I'm going to get on it. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, all right, Cathy, it's your time to shine. <laughs> it does nothing. Giddy up. As you're, look- <laughs> as, you're, as you're doing this, you look around, and in the background, you see the large crystal tower with the pink new mine crystal glowing. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> How many times we all did that? Bloody crystal! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pick up the carpet. <laughs> I was gonna say I won't class that as a term. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, guys, <laughs> guys, <laughs> use the carpet to launch me over. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> it doesn't I'll work. I'll sit on it. You get one end of it and throw it up. Oh, can I, I just just, can as I a just get off. I'm a bit. <laughs> I'm a get. I'm a bit pissed off with that. I'll, I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> um, yeah. As he as he's doing that, I get up. Um, I'm a bit pissed off with Bear Dicks at the moment because he's kicked me in my crotch and now he's nearly broken my nose. So I just grab him, I just go out and launch him. Roll me another strength check, please. Because guys are catch up to him, I'll just be like, what the hell did you two do? I'll leave you five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 23. <laughs> Deeks, are you fighting against this at all? Or are you just letting him launch you? Well, I'd let him launch me. I'd fight against it if I realised it had gone too far. But... Okay, Gregor, you wind your arm back and like a baseball pitch, <laughs> straight over. Deeks, you clear it with a good five foot to spare between you and this uh, this gate. You sail gracefully over the top in an amazing arc. As you start Can I... pointing downwards, you realise the ground is rushing towards you very fast. Can I, once again... My hat is a parachute. <laughs> I'm just going to roll up a straight d20 for this because I feel like this could be a broken it's ability. Become, if I, it's becoming yeah. a thing, isn't it? Yeah, so Brenda's le- slow fall is a bit pointless thing. <laughs> I was going to say, if I let this go unchecked, fall damage is not a thing for Deke. So I'm going to roll up a straight d20. 10 and above, there's no damage. Anything below that, then we'll see. Yeah, reduces fall then, yeah. Hey, you take two points of damage. Basically, Gregor, anything that below that so 10. Much, Gregor. <laughs> it does slow your fall, but yeah, you kind of like, yeah. you're still going at a bit of speed and you land on your ass and you kind of just, boom. Uh, did you say that to me, um, Dix? 
You you kind it of got it. you over, didn't it? It did. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna tear off the Greg. Great. What about us? <laughs> I just um okay. At that point, I just look and then look at the floor. I bend on one knee and put my hands out as if to give him a lift. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll put my foot on and I will. <laughs> Gregor's strength to begin with, and then Ezido will see what you need to do then. Thirteen. Okay, and that's not really enough to truly help. So Ezido, just dex, please, with no advantage, just a straight up dex. Nineteen. Okay, so as Gregor like kneels down and puts his hands forward for you for him to boost you over, you kind of take a short little jog one foot onto Gregor's hands. He tries to push up, but I don't know, maybe something's gone out of him after launching all of his anger out on Deeks. He doesn't push you up properly, but that doesn't matter. You're nimble enough that you can just leap up from that. You reach up, your hands kind of like scoop over the top of the gate enough for you to kind of like scrabble and land kind of like one foot down, other foot on your knee, like a three-point landing. But oh. it just kicks up as you land. I'll be like, carpet! <laughs> carpet? Pick up the carpet. <laughs> okay, what are you doing with the carpet? You left you left it behind, is that what you're saying? Man? Well, yeah, I've, I've assumed that I've jumped over without the carpet. Stop. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> Grab the carpet, I'm going to try and chuck it on it. Romeo Stremcher. Don't lose my cat. <laughs> um, 17. Yeah, it kind of like arcs over. It kind of catches on top, bubbles a little bit, and then just falls down with a next to you as a door. It's only now that you, when you put it back onto your back, you see that the gaps in the bar were large enough to squeeze the carpet through. <laughs> Gregor, you now have... <laughs> hang on. So you... Through Deeks, you failed, but Ezador reached you as you failed. You've taken two actions. You've got one more now before the guards reach you, or before the guards turn the corner and are able to see you. Right. Um... Of course, Deeks, Ezador, you can also do things during this to try and help him, try and hinder the guards, yeah. but you've each got one action until the guards round that corner. It's going to turn the beat to go, Beg it! Ezidor, do you have any rope? Can I quickly just try the handle, just in case it's unlocked? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you! Thank you. You reach forward for the handle. Despite the gate looking old and creaky and rickety, you and push it forward. I was going to say, could I just look around like, watch out, I clap. I just look at the handle and just go, just click. That was your, that was your last action as well. <laughs> and I'm just going to look for my bag and go, no, I don't have room. <laughs> as, as you say that and you look up, you see Gregor just nonchalantly stroll through an open gate. Okay, what is everyone's movement speed? Uh, I believe mine is uh, 30. 30. 30. 25. 
25. 30. We're level 5 now, aren't we? Level, uh, level 6. Yes. Does that go up when you go up a level? No, it does not. <laughs> Have you not increased your level? I'm looking... I've been looking at my level 5 one. That's okay. That's fine for now. That doesn't matter. Um, oh, and also, you. your your level six increases what includes stat increases generally. We'll have a look okay. at yours after the session, but yeah, I don't think it'll just be like an ability or two. Okay, so in which case you are all in which case you are all fast enough to be able to do another action before the guards like reach towards the gates. So to describe what is in front of you, to let you know what your actions could be. There is a long dirt path around about 30, 40 foot long reaching to this old dilapidated looking mansion. From this distance, it doesn't look too bad. It looks like it's lived in. It looks like people still live there, but it looks like it's seen better days. The paint is peeling slightly. One or two of the windows are cracked. Surrounding it is a large, dense thicket of woods. Like completely surrounding it. Okay. And I'm going to... I just dive down and hide in it. Okay. Uh, I tend to... Is the lock on our side? So, like, when it unlocks, does it, is it, like, on the inside or is it on the outside? It, there is a latch. So, you like, the kind of gates that kind of, like, have the little um, bump on them. So you've got to yeah. push the latch and pull it. But you right. can also see that there's a keyhole as well underneath. But obviously you don't have the key. Right. Can I look at the latch? And I get really close to it, and I cast um, my what's it called? Racial uh, traits. Can I cast my breath weapon of electricity to heat up so much it melds together? <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that? Just a very tiny one. <laughs> Okay, and Deeks, how about you? I'm not being any part of that. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, what are you doing? So I can tell you, know, you each I'm what to roll. To the, I'm running to the woods, and with my hat once again, I'm be- going to become a toadstool. Deeks and Isidore, roll me stealth. Gregor, roll me a straight up d20, or rolling against the guard's perception. Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> 16 for stealth on me. Okay. Boss. Need to roll against the guard. Ooh. Alright. Azadar. 10. 10, okay. So, Deeks, you, the second that you're able to get up and start running again, dash straight towards this thicket of woods. You jump up, cap over, you are, for all intents and purposes, a toadstool. Unless someone was to specifically take a very good look at you, no one would know that you're not a turtle. Ezidor, you jump forward just into the thicket, hands over your head. If someone took a semi-decent look at you or walked past you, they would see. But from the gate to where you are, they wouldn't be able to see. You're just about in the woods enough. But the second they pass through that gate and start walking down, you kind of keft. Coogan, what were you doing again, sir? You were heating it up a little bit. Yes. You roll me a constitution check. 
I'm gonna say for that. Are we? Are we classes outside? Of... Outside of what? Sorry. In terms of the actual map location. Yeah, are we outside the walls. Nope. Uh, let me just find. You are. Here. Yeah, I see, I see it. Yeah, the big oh, mansion right. there. Yeah. Yes. So, upon its own little cliff, isn't it? Mm. Pretty much. Yeah. So, to to give more information and stuff like that, because um, I'll probably cut this part out. That part there is literally overlooking the commercial area, whereas that part there is another cliff leading upwards. Uh, six. By the way, you got six. So you breathe in, and then the stress of the situation, the the adrenaline that you're still feeling from feeling like you were actually in a battle and stuff, all builds up. You let out a large amount of electrical energy. Doesn't melt the lock at all, because that's not a lot how electricity works. Not even slightly. I thought when it strikes, it makes a massive bell. It would not unless it is a certain type of metal and you would have to have it on for quite a while for the heat to rise on it. It would have to conduct, it would have to conduct the electricity and there would have to be enough resistance in the metal for the metal to heat up. However, well, it does... That, yeah, that went, that went fast. Yeah. Cook's flesh. And, pardon? Cook's flesh. Cook's flesh, yeah. But it doesn't no, it's just not. It's just not that hot enough, right? Pretty much. Yeah. However, All right, yeah, sorry, my as bad. you look as you look up, you see two guards round the corner. Is that him? Oi, I think he's heading towards the reaps. They start running forwards towards you. What do you do? At this point, can I bend the latch down so it can't be open? I'm gonna ask again. Are you sure you want to do that? Because think of it this way, sorry, just to point out the logical side of this, because I don't know if I explained it right. It is the type of latch that you kind of grab it and you turn it, so there is a lever there, right? There's the handle yeah. there, there's the lever there. It goes up and down. It rests on your side, a little jutty out part with like a triangle. So if you just tried to push it, it would yeah. butt against the triangle. But if you turned it, on their side, it would lift it up so you could push it forward. Bending it is not going to do anything. No, no, sorry, I was thinking of something completely different there. That's yeah. right. That's that's why I thought I'd explain it in a bit more yeah. detail because I thought I was, you might I was thinking the wrong like end. a garden thing or like a dinner where it just locks into place and that's it and you see it. Mm. Yeah, okay. I've, yeah, I've my, bad, it, my bad. Um, I was going to say, I based it off one of my gates. <laughs> you could also do nothing, Gregor. That's an option. You don't yeah, always have okay. to do something. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to exit out of the gate and close the gate behind me. Not where I thought you were going with this. I was trying to set you up with something, but okay. Oh. No, no, it's fine. You open the gate. Do you have electrical resistance? Uh, I believe so with the blue dragon. Around just a second. Uh, damage resistance, uh, lightning damage. So resistance halves it, doesn't it? I believe so, yes. What is the damage of your breath weapon? 
fire breath is uh, 3d6. Have I killed Sorry. someone? Just very, no, you may have, no, no, no. Okay, roll 2d6 and then half the result. Bad too. As you as you hold onto the latch, you feel lightning course through your hand, and you take two points of damage. Hmm. You think to yourself, if the guards had have touched that, they would have become unconscious. <sighs> However, the guards have just seen you shock yourself <laughs> on a gate. <laughs> Are you still wanting to open the gate and kind of like go on to the other side? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk through. Yeah. So the gate opens with a large creak as these guards reach you. Oi! You stop right there, terrorist. Yeah, and I'm gonna close the gate. Just. I'm just gonna. And I'm gonna face this guard. And Two of them. Go. Bang. No, I'm just going <laughs> to just slam them straight in there. There's two of them, just to point out. Um, I'm going to let you have that roll to attack. Okay. Because is you're this catching... to hit? This is to hit, yeah, roll to attack. Because it's an unarmed strike as well, just to point out. But yeah, you've caught him off guard. He has not got time to react to this. Uh, only a nine. As you swing for him, he kind of just sidesteps. He raises a hand with the blunt end of his sword. I'm assuming a nine doesn't hit, does it? Um, no, no. No. So he brings the sword down, and again, he misses. You both kind of scuffed each other. Pearl initiative. You've started a fight with two guards. What else can I do? Um, 17. Where 17. did this come from? Yeah, we said, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get out, take my head out. <laughs> they have broken underneath my hat. <laughs> yeah, so Deke, so you can kind of see Gregor kind of like squaring off against two guards. As a door, you can, you can just kind of like peek underneath a bush. You can't see it fully, but you can see Gregor's feet kind of like bouncing against these other two guards' feet who are just kind of like staunch. Can I just wait, like get Deke's notice and be like... <laughs> I don't do <laughs> You two are just gesturing wildly. Do, do you think... Let, let's, let's see if you can take him. We'll, we'll give him a hand if not. <laughs> 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 See, yeah, just to, just, to, just to describe it, yeah, Deeks and Esador, you two are just kind of like doing sign language, pointing at each other, pointing at Gregor, just gesticulating wildly before, yeah, Esador, you pretty much nod, I think, did, didn't you then? And Deeks, you kind of like pull the hat back over yourself as you both wait to see how this plays out. Okay, so Gregor, yes. you get to roll first against guard one or two. Right, if you're I'm, still doing unarmed, then yeah, I'm still, still unarmed. doing unarmed at this point. I'm guessing. So I'm, 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 sorry, I was just going to say, I'm guessing you're aiming to knock them out and not to kill. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's yeah, kind of like hit. I'm just I'm looking for a brawl at this point. <laughs> roll to hit. 
Uh, oh, 21. God. That'll hit. What's your unarmed damage? Just, uh, it just says five bludgeoning damage. So yeah, after this guard, first guard kind of whiffs his, um, like, the the hilt of his sword, it kind of whiffs. He kind of leans down in front, so he's kind of leaning forward, and his face is kind of like chest level. You reach back again, clock him right into the side of his temple. You hear a sickening... <laughs> Not enough to, like, break anything, but, you know, like, you've hit the side of his helmet, it's slammed against his face... You see his eyes go blank for a second and he just sprawls onto the floor. This first guard is now unconscious. The second guard, however, sees Hoy. And you see that it's Timothy Chatlamet, or whatever his name was that I called him. I trusted you. I fought you. And that weird fucking gnome was part of the act. But you have betrayed and embarrassed me. He says, as he... As he winds back for a punch. What's your AC again? I'm assuming it's definitely... Actually, don't tell me your AC. I know it's not going to hit. He winds back a punch. He swings forward. He misses completely. And his hand slams into the gate like a... Noise. As his hand smashes into the gate... You hear cracking as his bones pop. So he swings with full force, misses, and punches the gate. It's your turn. I just lean in and just go, that didn't sound good, did it? I fuck you! I bastard! I'm just going to go and just go, go for a swing in the head and hopefully knock him out in one hit. Roll to hit. Is this, I fucking can't. Oh, when my hand recovers, oh, I'm going to get all the guards on you. Fucking liars. <laughs> As he said that, I just go, yeah. Um, I think I hit with that. That is, I don't even know. Uh, That's a 17, 74. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. You, you hit him. Yeah. yeah. So what do you say again? How do you, how, how do you do this? Well, as he goes, oh, fuck you. It's like, uh, I just go, I just look at him, just nod my head go, yeah. And just got bang straight into the, like the center of his nose. You hit the center of his nose. His head jerks back, hits the back of the gate, and another boom as it hits, and he just kind of slumps down against it. The two guards are now unconscious. Uh, <laughs> is there no one else around me? No one else is around. As the as the noise of the festival around you is still filling the streets. Right. I just dragged this guy off the gate. Mm -hmm. Open the gate. Go back in. Just walk in and just casually. And just go. Oh, I love a good brawl. And just walk off trying to find Deeks and uh, Esadon. <laughs> I really want to end it there because that's such a good place to end, but. We've got we've got a little bit more because you guys need to find out where the fuck you are. <laughs> so yeah, Deeks, Exodor, where are you? Okay, take a little look. Yeah, is it, <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it, is it over? Nice to see you come to my rescue. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> 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 <Take it off. laughs> 
Oh, calm down. We would have come and saved you if you got in prison. But we couldn't do that very well if we were arrested, could we? <laughs> you were crouched down in the corner. <laughs> um, should we do something about these unconscious fellows? <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, th I think we should, yeah. I'm going to climb I, up I his leg and, and onto his back. That's not where I live. Can I just drag yeah, one of you to a picket? Hang on one. Deeks, you're now back on Gregor's back, just clinging on to him <laughs> for dear life. Esador, what did you say, sorry? I just want to grab one of them and drag him into the thicket. Yeah, you're kind of, you kind of like grab them by the scruff of the neck and start dragging them back into the thicket. Uh, roll me... Roll me stealth to see if you're able to hide them properly. Can I loot his pockets as well? <laughs> Roll me uh, investigation as well. You don't mind if I hang out here for, for a little while, do you, Gregor? Ted on the strength. You know what? I got used to you on my shoulders. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Investigation. Eight to look it up. Bigger, please. Twenty-four investigation. Jesus, I wish I had more to give you for this, but uh, <laughs> so you you drag the guard to the thicket again, and just like you, his legs are half poking out. <laughs> But again, unless someone is walking down the path, they won't see him. Uh, with that 24, you find 12 copper pieces in his pockets and 24 gold pieces in one of his pockets. You also find an old rusted brass key. So is that 24 gold pieces? 24 gold as well, yes. And an old brass key? Yes, an old rusted brass key. It looks like it still works. It looks like it's been in use. Um, if you look at it closely, you can see kind of like a crest of arms on it. Ah, this, this poor well, just like, he's been oh, robbed. I not want not. <laughs> you pocket the key. Gregor Deeks, what are you guys wanting to do as you're kind of like on this dirt path up towards a manor or you can go back out through the gate? Um, can I grab some of my... I've still got my infinite rope. Yes. And I am going to cut a piece off of that. I'm just going to tie the hands. Okay, roll me a sleight of hand then for that, please. What is the next? Uh, 14. Oh, hang on. Deeks, you okay? Yeah, I was just going to say something, sorry. You guys haven't seen you. It looks like it, Christ. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. what was going on. Okay, with a 14, yeah, you're able to bind their hands well enough. If they struggled properly, like properly struggled, they'd be able to get out. But it'll hold oh, them yeah. back for a little while. Yeah, that's that's fine with me. Um, shall we go? Back in the crowd. <laughs> well, isn't your cover blown? Or yeah, you don't have our cover anymore, Gregor. Yeah, um, Perhaps we should call it. I tell you what. Um, at eleven. Why don't uh, we hang out at our old um, business partner's place? Who? I just point at the 
Big House, The Reaps. You know I what? You, I was going to say, how would you know that? But the guard shouted it. So yes, you wouldn't. You would know that. This yeah, is I, the I picked that up as soon as you said. I thought, oh really? Oh okay. I'm, I'm, I'm game. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna just go straight through the gate and straight up to the house. Yeah. You you kind of trudge up this dirt path for a little bit. And like I said, it's a good like 30, 40 feet like down this dirt path. And there is a large like the the building itself. The front of it at one point or another would have been white. It would have been very pristine, very ornate. There are like pillars, like kind of like the notched pillars going down in each area. But the building itself now has gone from white to kind of like an off-color gray from like dirt, from dust, from the solar air. You can see the paint is now peeling. The windows on the ground floor at least seem to still be intact, but the ones on the second and third floor, a lot of them seem to be cracked and whatnot. A lot of the frames of the windows seem a bit rotten, but there are a large, there's a large double door in front of you. You would say it's probably around about 12 foot high. I just go bang, bang, bang. There's at the door. Boof, boof. A lot. Uh, there is a couple of seconds wait. Nothing happens, but Gregor, as you're kind of looking around, you see that there's a string. Oh. I just grab the string and just give it a like. You hear boom. hell of a bell. It takes another five or so seconds, and you hear it. There's a door. I was going to say. I was going to say. In those five seconds, can I just turn to Dix and Ezidar? Did you see me take out those guards? Yes. Yes. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to Dix like. Yeah, obviously, Gregor, you can't see him make this face to Deeks because Deeks is behind you. Yeah. But Deeks, you, you catch what Ezra does, <laughs> glancing at. <laughs> I'm, I'm just there, like Superman. Like, <laughs> just as they're mocking you behind your back, you hear like a... And a very well-dressed man walks out. He is in like black and white. Um, I wish I had more regal music for this, but the festival is still going on in the background. You can still hear it. Um, a man in like a black and white suit comes out. He's got like white gloves on his hands. He looks very elven, very, very elven, pure blooded elven. Ooh. Got very wispy oh. white hair that comes backwards, peaked brows, and emerald eyes. Just steps ah, forward. For, who, for whom the bell tolls? I do not believe I understand what you are referring to, sir. No, However, <laughs> kind of stands to attention. Just like Hello, very, Regal Elf. <laughs> very firm posture. Good morning. To what can Would I you... get your? That, that is very rude. To what can I make your acquaintance for? Why, uh, why are you ringing the bell at my master's house at such an hour? Ah, we, we're here to see Amrius. And do you have an appointment for seeing 
Mr. Reap today of all days, the festival? We don't, yes. we don't. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, 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 we do. Both of you roll, uh, roll deception, please. So this very regal elf, his, his emerald eyes squint slightly at you. Very pointy uh, jaw just well. quivering. Yes, both of you. The only person who's not lied to him so far is Deeks. 17. Perception, was it? Deception. Uh, deception. Ten. Gregor, you start stuttering your words as you're saying yes, and it's like, hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I'm. Yes. Yes. Hmm. door with a much more confident yes. And what, pray tell, were your names to give to Master Reap? Um. Ezador, Peaks, and Gregor. And where did that noise come from, my dragonborn sir? Sounded like it Pop came from your back. <laughs> oh, there is a gnome. It's a gnome me. on your back. Long story. Very well, I shall inform Master Reap that an Esador Edix, Big Gregor, are here to see him for his appointment. Much obliged. Uh, do you mind if we come in and just close the door? I'm afraid not, sir. It's a matter of security. However, I shall see to it that Master Reap attends to you post haste. I just put my thumbs up. Great, great, great. Very well. I shall be, well, I shall ensure that if you do have an appointment with Master Reap, he'll be out very shortly. With that, he kind of spins on his heels, walks inside, and there's a heavy poof as the door shuts. I just turn around and just admire the view. He'll come and see us, won't he? Still, still <laughs> thinking about me just being up two guards. <laughs> Gregor is very admiring of his, the view and of himself. About when four do you or think five. We should inform him that he's got two unconscious guards in his garden. <laughs> <laughs> about five minutes passes, and there is nothing that's happened so far. Mm. I think our rules is... Gregor, uh... <laughs> pull, pull that string again. I've already pulled it once. You pulled... Pull, okay. Fine. Yeah, it takes you a little bit more effort, Deesh. You kind of have to jump up and use your body weight. <laughs> but again, as you're dangling and you pull it down, boom! Oh, Deesh, you didn't need to do that. That'd be five minutes. The door unlatches Good again and... This regal elf steps out, feet next to each other. And to what do I owe this displeasure of three ruffians who do not have an appointment with Master Reap? Uh, you see, Resin this eyebrow. is kind of... This, this is important. We do not, did, we do not need an appointment. Did we, did, we, did we get our days wrong? I could have sworn it was today. I shall deal with your... Sayings one at a time. <laughs> master Gnome, my Master Reap is a very important and busy man, especially on this, the day of the founding festival. He has recently returned from a very dangerous expedition and is currently investigating various avenues of information. 
because we are indeed on avenues of information. Also, he, he, he pivots to face all three of you rather than just Deeks. It is all very well to say that. However, how do I know that you are not one of the acolytes of Merkel, one of the cult members that my master so detests? Oh, because we got information about Merkel. I can't be bothered with this. Can I look we at him and just go, go and get names. your master with my chaos thing? <laughs> As you're saying that, Gregor, yeah, Ezidor, you lean forward. Roll your check for it, please. For your chaos eyes, I believe I've got this up. So I believe it is a uh, charisma check. No advantage, remember, because you've not actually got them under your thrall yet. It's just straight up charisma. Need it, won't need it. It's good, lads. 18. For a split second, you see like a brief flash of purple across his eyes. He shakes his head. I'm awfully sorry. What was I... What was I doing again? You was going to get your master. Letters in. (laughs) And letters in. (laughs) (laughs) Roll persuasion with advantage, Ivok. Isidore, sorry, not Ivok. Gosh darn. Yeah, roll, roll persuasion with advantage, please. And this... Elven Butler is now under your thrall. Twelve. Is that with advantage? Mm. I have to roll for him now. Thanks. (laughs) I need to check our house rules now. Did you both get the same? Yeah, may have done. May have done. Right, fair enough. You both may have got a 12 on that. Uh, Where's a... Unless my perception went up one if I went to level 6. <laughs> I don't think it would have. You don't get that kind of ability increase. Uh, matching skill checks. Attacker wins. Okay, you win. Yep, fair <laughs> He kind of looks at you. But of course, sir, I shall I shall inform my master of your presence and allow you into this into this to our abode. Kind of opens the door with a loud loud And I'm assuming you guys walk in. Yes. Marvellous. <laughs> you guys walk in, shut the door behind you like boom. And the sound. I was gonna tell I've to get used to this. <laughs> It is a mighty skill you have there, Hesedon. I just nod my head like, hmm. Very impressive. As you look around, you see that you are now in a large entrance hall. The floor of it is checkered black and white. Um, Little bits and pieces are gathered with dust. Not enough to look like no one lives here, but enough to make it look like no one has taken proper care of this place in some time. Right in front of you are two spiral staircases leading up and a multitude of doors on either side. Right, I just turned to Dix and say, well, there was two of them, yeah? One went for a swing at me, but I ended up knocking him out with one punch, yeah? And then the other guy, you know, we just that type of guy. He went for the swing, but I saw it a mile off, and I just dodged it, and he just 
<laughs> just broke his hand. Did just you? completely. Yeah, that's, completely that's, broke his hand. I that's mean, fantastic. <laughs> it, well, I felt sorry for the bloke. So I well just, done. That, that's that's mighty heroic of you there, Greg Ois. And then I just knocked him out with one punch. You know, I mean... I no, this, I might be able to shut a, him up. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's a privilege to stand in the presence of such a such a, such a strong dragonborn. As, as you're saying this, um, you hear footsteps from above you. And at the very top of the spiral staircase is, is a balcony. And you see the form of Amrius Reap step forward. Uh, Gregor, Deeks, Isidore. Uh, to what do I owe this visit? Uh, I believe that my, uh, my, my faithful butler... Bertie. Yes, yes. I, has what, what was his name again? Sorry. Bertie. <laughs> Bertie. <laughs> that is our nickname for him. His real name, his elven name, would take far too long for any of us to speak of. So we just call him Bertie. <laughs> but yes, Bertie did not seem himself when he came to get me. Uh, nonetheless, to what do I owe this pleasure? We have... We have information. You know, what information about? There is many things in this world, Gregor, he says as he starts pacing down the steps towards you. Many things indeed in this world. Um, You're I believe right. the cult <laughs> is here in Salt Harbor. Oh yes, we, we, we gathered that in our travels. We thought that they would be based around here. Do you have any more pertinent information? Have you just absconded into my abode for no apparent reason? Um, can I just ask out of thingy? Uh, does actually anyone got any writing of uh, the list of names? I know. Yeah. Because I, uh, no, I don't think anyone. Names? I don't think anyone wrote it, wrote it down. But you've been told the names. Right. Fair enough. Amrius, we know the names of these cult of these cultists or what they go by. And I think with your help, we might be able to track them all down. And with a short amount of time. He raises an eyebrow in curiosity. And pray tell, how did you come about this information? We went down into uh, the Dark market, or is it? The, oh, the uh, dark area. Yes, I assume this was just after the explosion that happened in the entrance. Yes, yes, exactly. And we got our information down there. Well, I cannot chastise you for that. I managed to evade the authorities and make my way back to Reaper Manor before anyone could identify me. So I cannot, abs- I, I, I cannot scold you for going into the dark area. The speaking veracity of, of your. Sorry, I was just speaking of the lady in politics. Mm, you yes. might get a cause. Uh, about what, Ezador? <laughs> do you know how things happen yeah. and you do things? And things oh happen. dear God, there are unconscious or dead guards on my property. Oh, they're there. not dead. They're not dead. <laughs> oh no! There are unconscious guards on my property, aren't there? 
Well, you see, they don't understand the noble work we are doing. And some altercations happened, and they just happened to find themselves in your lovely garden. <laughs> Quite you, you but, just, he, he raises his head back. But uh, the the elf just kind of trottles along. Uh, yes, sir. What can I do for you? I believe that there are two guards in the in the grounds. You know what to do. The cliff, sir. The cliff, Bertie. Yes, we cannot have people asking questions. We need to. <laughs> our work is far too important. <laughs> Very well, sir. I shall I shall dispose of them on the cliff immediately. Oh my god. Very <laughs> well, good. You may think this brash as it all, however. We have important work to do and we cannot have the guards sniffing around, especially he kind of leans forward, if they could be a agent of Mogul. I thought I would really think quite inside the ability. Uh, is Bertie passing me? Uh, he's just dark. walking by, yeah. Can I just, can I just say, Bertie, can you tell me your full elven name? <laughs> Roll me persuasion. <laughs> so with advantage. Straight on his PC. With <laughs> Without looking. Oh my god, god it's a nat 20. Is Are it? you kidding me? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, my word. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can do this. <clears throat> of course, sir. Uh, my name is... Blaine for Hubert, Wolfenstechstein and Hausenberg and Dolphin Senior Wolfenstechstein. <laughs> of course, I right. am speaking this in in common, in the elven language you appreciate, good sir. It is far, far more longer and more complex. However, to speak of it in the presence of mere mortals as such as yourself, no offence to any of you, would cause, well, eruptions of the ear. Must train your trauma, seizures, and of course death. Right. Sure. If you wish, if you wish, yes. If you 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 may call me my full name in common, of course, if you wish. Uh, but if you wish for me to say it in Elven again, then I can. However, your journey around these parts may prove to be a quick and abrupt end. So just one more time, then. Would you be able to say that again for me? Of course. However, just to point out, Master Gnome, that in the common language, it may sometimes sound as though it is ever so slightly different every time. See, that is the magic of our elven language, portrayed into common. Is it always spelt the same? <laughs> in elven it is, yes. In common, the, the letters kind of meld around. Anyway, as I said, my name in common is Blainefor Hubert Wolfen Gessels Hausenstein and Gessels and Blurgen. <laughs> Can I well, just tell you to go? One more time. <laughs> I tire of this, sir. However, if you are 
It, he, he kind of looks over to Amrius Ree. If Master Leap allows it. Just kind of nods. Very well. Blaine for Hubert, Wolf and Gesson, Gretchen, Scouten, Harsen, Blood God and Dolphin. As you can see, my, my accent is starting to slip more and more into Elvish every time. It's getting more and more dangerous for me to pronounce it, of course. Oh, it was just so beautiful. Yes. Anyway, almost melodic. Sir, the, what was that, sorry? I was just saying it's almost melodic. Almost, yes. As, a, as I were, sir, the cliff? Yes, the cliff. Of course, sir, the cliff. And he kind of opens the door and just trundles out. Now, whilst he is dealing with the guards, please do not antagonise him any further and ask for his name continuously. He, Bertie. Oh, that's that's a scholar such as yourself, is it? Oh, of course, you were curious. However, Bertie, there's a long sordid history with him. We will get into that another time. Now, you were saying you had names. Yes, we do. Uh, the first one we came across uh, that we tried to find was the shopkeeper. But unfortunately, me and Dix have had no luck with that. No, we didn't. But Esidor, you, 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 you went across to see him again, didn't you? Did you get any answers? I am about oh, to yes. get uh, a rather extensive amount of answers in detail, I believe. I just need to have a short visit to a bank and maybe a quick discussion with someone as um, wait, wait, wait. well regarded he as yourself with how the bank system works. Yeah, he okay. was the shopkeeper? Well, it wouldn't make sense. Toby Nuding is a shopkeeper. Mm. Yes, but do you well, think it was him, Isidore? I... I... I have to keep information subtle until maybe I find out what... Basically, I have to do a favour. We have to do a favour. And I just need to know some details about a bank, how a bank works. We can do this other favour. And then we should have a lot of information to go But is he the shopkeeper or not? Who? <laughs> Toby Newton. Well, I'm trying to keep it quiet. <laughs> but yes, it is a possibility he is, yes. And we have to check out a bank. He raises an eyebrow. He looks between the three of you and then looks at you, Gregor. Have you recruited these two, Gregor, into your mission to destroy Mukul's planes by any chance? Yes. Very well. I had a, a very interesting discussion with a Mr. Constance last night. So I believe I can possibly help you out on this. I will tell you more, of course, in my study. Uh, there is much to do, there is much to discuss, of course. However, I do not believe that it would do for us to discuss this in the entrance hall of my manor. So let us retire to my study, and I shall tell you everything I know, and you can tell me everything that you know, and, well, we can see where we can go from there. I believe that we may be working in tandem from now for quite some time. I just reach out my hand, go for a handshake. Happily Always take a handshake. pleasure to work with you. And you too, Gregor. Whilst it was a shame that your companions perished previously, the fact that you survived and the fact that your two other companions are happily taking 
uh, part in this fight for the cause. That well, was that's not only your fault. Well. That was not your fault what happened to... Oh, don't get me wrong. I do not blame myself what happened to Ivor and Ragnarok. It was a tragedy, yes. But Ragnarok let his avarice uh, blind him. And unfortunately, Ivor let his rage blind him. I just... why I wipe a tear from my anger. That's what I miss most about the... <laughs> Nonetheless... I thought Ivor died rather noble. <laughs> trying to save his companions. I'm afraid, Esador, I do not believe that you were around at that point. You were locked in a cage. However, oh, no, he but died. I heard, I heard stories. <laughs> it just seemed like a noble thing to go well, racing mm, into danger to save a comrade. That's mm, let us discuss more in the study, he says as he's starting to walk up the stairs. As he's walking up the stairs, you hear the doc... And Bertie walks in. He just kind of, still in his trance, walks up to you, Ezidor. He kind of looks at you as you're kind of, I'm assuming you're ascend, ascend, ascending the stairs to the study. Yes. To follow Amrius. Uh, may you grab me a drink? <laughs> of course, sir. Will you be in the study? We, we will, yes. We'll have Wonderful. your finest... Why? Would you like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to suggest the Dragonfoot, sir, is the best of, best in the t- best in the lands. Oh, I'll go. I'll go with your suggestion. Of course, of course, of course, uh, of course, as well, sir. I have realised that I made an an unfortunate error previously in pronouncing my name. You see, I gave you the short version of it, <laughs> of the common <laughs> term. So, of course, if you wish, Do I, I can hear give you this? the full version. Yes. Greg, I'll hear this. Yeah, I just turned back around and was like, I've got to listen to this. <laughs> Very well. Master Dragonborn, Master Gnome, and Master... Kind of peers at you very suspiciously, is it all? Human? Mm. Awesome. Okay, very well. Brace yourselves, like... for my name is... Hi everyone, Tom again. I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who has watched and listened to this uh, eventful episode. The Reaper, the Maelstrom and the Thief is a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign by Rollcast. This episode has featured JB as Deeks, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ezador Calderos and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint and outro music were, as always, provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. Like always, I'd just like to thank the incredible generosity of the artists that we have used for background scores and ambiences for this episode. I say this every episode, but the quality of the stuff that they put out is simply amazing, and to let smaller content creators like ourselves use them is incredibly generous of them. If you've liked the music in this episode, and you want to use them in your own sessions or even just to listen to them outside of D&D, the full links are in the description. And of course, special thanks goes to... Alexander Nakarada, Kevin McLeod, Michael Gelfi Studios, Scott Buckley, Survival Spheres, The Ambience Channel, and The Seventh Midnight. Rawcast is on Facebook, X, and YouTube. You can find us on them using the handle at castthatroll. So if you've watched this on YouTube and you like what we do, 
why not like the video and drop us a sub? It apparently helps with an algorithm or two. We've also got all of our previous episodes up in our Season 1 playlist, so again, why not go through it, catch up, and give them a like as well. Our social media profiles have information about upcoming episodes, clips from the latest episode, and just us really interacting with the larger D&D and podcasting communities as a whole. So look for us out there. Again, you can find us on Facebook, X, and YouTube, all on the handle at CastThatRoll. Don't want to watch but still want to listen? We've got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Or, alternatively, why not add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode? If you have listened to this using your favourite podcasting app, why not drop us a review? It really does help, and it also lets us know what to improve for future episodes. Thank you again to everyone who has watched or listened to this one. Strangely enough, when I planned the festival, I didn't quite envision having to make up a dance battle on the fly, but I guess that's just D&D for you. Our next session drops on the 25th of October, and who knows, maybe in episode 23, Amrius might be able to shed some light on everything that's been unfolding. But if you want to find that out, join us next time. Until then, though, keep safe, and we'll see you next time at the table. yourselves like... for my name is <laughs> also i was going to read out this entire fucking long name but a lot of it's adolf blaine charles david earl frederick Geralt, hubert ivan irving john kenneth lloyd martin nero oliver paul clancy quincy randolph sherman thomas uncas victor william xerxes yancey zeus this is where it gets interesting. Wolfish Gesslenstein and Hausen, Berghofen, Velkes, Vorten, Alten, Wagen, Wissen, Hafenschaffen, Wessenschaffen, Warren, Volgen, Flöpung, Uns, Offengalsen, Fleiken, Tebe, Schusten, Volgen, Greigen, Funden, Reghalben, Greiger, Fein, De Welche, Warrend, Altens, Würfend, Hunters, Außens, Jarl, Fonses, Eters, Eers, Steiner, Von der Storchens, Kerstens, Erdes, Menschen, Straßen, Offen, Schiffgen, Skarten, Murten, Geinsen, Skirten, Untens, Sieben, Nieren, Diesen, Elektrik, Skirten, Motor, Skirten, Sprout, Lichter, Storchen, Seinen, Rund, Rund, Worten, Kraftes, Static, Sriesen, Lange, Fartis, Wisten, Sarten, Sissen, Martin, Granbund, Konsen, Fonsen, Skülschen, Süßen, Nachten, Basen, Schrafen, Dörfen, Stürzen, Welten, Genfen, Habze, Wohnt, Bad, Planeten, Skrösken, Siedet, Darfen, Heinen, Stürzen, Sichkunden, Wolf, Hindes, Nür, Rassen, Worten, Stand, Dick, Menken, Stiegelit, Lick, Stiegelit, Lickten, Kind, Konsit, Fort, Planten, Börsen, Unten, Seeten, Freunden, Nahlen, Leblöken, Sladenlicht, Freude, Unten, Heimlicht, Nicht, Kleinten, Fürcht, Wogten, Greifen, Worten, Anten, Intelligenten, Kunststoff, Wort, Hinz, Frischwund, Schmanken, Staten, Graf. Senior. <laughs>